0: Injured in a car accident? It's about money, your money, your settlement. We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery? You
1: pay no fees or costs. We strive to get you more at LawyerUp904.com. Exactly 24 hours ago, we told you what a gorgeous day it was. As a matter of fact, today's better. Welcome, everybody, to our Tuesday installment of the program. As always, brought to you by our friends at the Nimnik Family of Dealerships. Always the Nimnik Tuesday around here. Day two of the Walk-Off Charities High School Baseball Classic. As we told you, we were going to be here yesterday, today, then again on Friday, tomorrow at Island Wings in Bartram Park, and then at the uh, auto show uh, on Thursday. Some tickets to give away to that as well, I'm told. That's the, that's the word on the street.
2: More VIP tickets to yeah. give away. You got that right. Looking
1: forward to that. So, But we are out here on a beautiful day to watch a little baseball. And we're, we're glad you're with us. What a gorgeous day today. Uh, Providence versus Bishop Snyder in uh, game two or game three of this tournament. Yesterday, Inglewood. Uh, walked off Yulee six to five in the first game. Stanton beat Riverside in a good game of Gateway Conference teams, eight to six last night. And today it is a uh, uh, day number two. Some terrific games. Uh, Providence versus Snyder, and then tonight Trinity Christian versus Fletcher Providence playing in our tournament for the first time Trinity Christian playing in our tournament for the first time so it's good to have some new blood in there so a lot of fun and uh, again if you you want to watch some good great crowd last night I think really filled up last night so if you want to watch some great baseball if you want to have a beautiful day I mean Brooks, you're outside person. Doesn't get any Mm -hmm. better than this now. It really doesn't get better than this.
2: No, it's hard to believe we're just in mid-February, and it is. I mean, mid-70s, not a cloud in the sky. I'm ready for another baseball game. I mean, yesterday was ready for first pitch already.
1: It was windy a little bit yesterday, not today.
0: It's pristine today. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was good yesterday, but it was a little windy. But it's warmer today and uh, just gorgeous. Still the same uh, beautiful uh, sky and bright sunshine yeah and uh and now a little warmer it's
1: god little loves light. baseball we heard that's there right. could be a little rain on friday possibly but that's it for the rest of the time looks like we're gonna have just gorgeous weather so we are we're excited about that we're lovely love being out here um uh, 114 shows now right that's correct okay we're down to 114 <laughs> shows until yes. training camp that's right okay now you know i'm gonna bring that up out every day that's fine yeah <laughs>
0: i'm I want the reminder yeah. <laughs> that it's, it's not as far as away as I think it
1: is. All right, we got a lot of things to talk about today on today's show. Our Duval County Scholar athlete uh, stops by today, a baseball player from Fletcher who just happens to be playing tonight. So that worked out well. So our Perfect friend, logistics. Uh, yes, it was. So Tammy Talley uh, will bring by um, uh, that uh, terrific student athlete. So we're looking forward to that. That comes up tonight. Uh, so we'll talk about that in about 20 minutes or so. We'll talk a little football. Jags, odds to win it all. Odds. You know. I can tell you this, we've done this show a lot of times. We haven't had the Jags odds conversation very often, have we? They've not, never the odds have never made the conversation yeah, at all. I think, mean not since twenty eighteen. Yeah, yeah. They
0: they made it a little bit in twenty eighteen in the preseason. Yeah, there was a lot of a lot of hype, yeah. I would say. But uh shortly lived. Yeah, short lived. <laughs> we've had number um, one pick but, uh, odds. Yeah, we've yeah. <laughs> yes, we've had coach hot seat odds. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, no, it's uh it's it's going to be great to see where they're, where they're at. There's going to be, I think, a lot of optimism for the Jaguars. And uh, again, this is something that I can get into later in the show. But again, when you break down what they have in front of them, uh, there is every reason to think that what they just did is just the start of something really big.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think like we talked about yesterday, the Jaguars are not that far off from the Chiefs and the Eagles. And that's to me just as exciting pretty much as, as anything else that we've talked about. We've, we've talked so much about the head coach and the quarterback. Certainly they're going to get better this off season and it's going to be fun to watch the progression of this team, not just this year, but over the next several years.
1: Yeah. So, uh, so the good times ahead for sure. Uh, football, the off season doesn't last very long around here for sure. Uh, we have a little bit of a break between now and the combine. We'll be there in about two weeks. Mm -hmm. Uh, in fact, uh, Two weeks from today will be our second day there, so we'll be at the combine. We're certainly looking forward to that. All of us are. The three of us will be there. And then uh, before long, right after the combine, I think we got a, a golf tournament. Have you heard? I have. A Players' Championship right after and there's that. There's a concert, remember, and that it is, kicks it all off. <laughs> yes, there is. And then right after that, there is a March Madness the very next week. And before you know it, we'll be talking draft. And uh, it's coming, Carline. That's right. You can't get away. The offseason program will start
0: April 17th, yeah. so that'll be fun as well. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, shortly uh, after the draft we'll have uh, voluntary practices that we can go watch, and, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun.
1: And meanwhile, Andrew Gibson, former leadoff batter for the Murphy High Redbirds, what is tomorrow? Can you please share with me what tomorrow might be, Gip?
3: Uh We've got pitchers and catchers uh, for the most – uh, most of yeah. the major league baseball, the Braves report uh, the 16th, so that'll be Thursday, oh, yeah. and uh, yeah, excited about that. That's so, man. You know that that's pitchers, exciting.
1: Pitchers and catchers tomorrow, Brooks. Yep, they're that's bringing correct. them both. They're bringing them both this year. Yes. Pitchers and catchers. They
2: they uh, kind of need both. If you're in on, order to it has to be harder. To it's harder
1: to practice otherwise. <laughs> if you're on Twitter or any social media, you've seen everybody. You've seen all the pictures yep. of them showing up. Yep. Nothing, there's nothing. Be- let me tell you, what, there's nothing better than a car than a car line There's nothing better than a pitcher, in a T-shirt, and cargo shorts, looking like he got them that morning from Walmart, but knowing he's actually worth about eighty million. You know, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, ah. you know what you see. If you go on Twitter, uh, there's, there's pictures showing up in 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 flip flops, cargos, in a T-shirt, worth about eighty million, right? You know what they're doing? It's mm-hmm. about that right. Sounds so, right. And that's a beautiful thing.
2: By the way, the Rays' spring training facility was damaged due to the hurricane, so the Rays actually will have spring training other than the first game at Disney. All the spring training will be at the Trop.
1: I didn't know. Wow, Isn't you can't that get miserable? enough. Of, you can't get enough of the Trop. Yeah, I did not. So all the games, I did not know that the
2: very first game is against okay. the Yankees at Disney, and yeah. then after that, it will wow. all be at the Trop. That robs Man. people of like, right, well, like a the, great spring training. Well, game I've here.
1: always said, don't don't when you go into the Trop when you schedule games at the Trop, Carlyon. Don't stop at 81. <laughs> I mean I mean when you got a facility that fantastic add to it, don't you? How did that happen? Drop in another 15, why don't yeah, you? Yeah,
0: I mean how did it how did the how did the trop become like why when they built it, why did they why did they build it? Is there a story <laughs> Why is the that? roof sideways? <laughs>
1: yeah, like have you ever seen it? How no, the, I have mean, never the been The roof so sideways. I yeah, I've yeah. been there. Did they not have enough money to just level it? Did you know they didn't have a level? Wow. You ever use a level?
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, main, I
1: used a level. The I main main level. I, even handyman Mike Means uses yeah. level. They, they didn't have a level. That's where they Clearly. went wrong. They needed a level.
2: I just, for me, I am not a fan of indoor baseball. Right. I just don't like it. I understand because of the weather no, and it. everything. I get but it. But I do I not it. like it. Me it too. does not suit me one iota.
1: You know what? I, 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 I co-sign, as they say. I, I 100% agree. Baseball should. There's times when you can't play it outside. I mean, I certainly understand. Like, I understand Miami having a roof and, and Tampa Bay's new stadium is going to have a roof because in the middle of july i mean it's really hot and yeah, there's thunderstorms every yeah, day between the, the two yeah so yeah. So, so, I, so i i get that but I, but it's also really hot. Even the but a
2: retractable roof. Yeah, that's all you need. Yeah, yeah, that that Let can't the cost sun very shine much. In. Yeah. So the, well, you saved money yeah. from the first building. <laughs> yeah. Of the trots. Only so. the
1: only the rays can say after all these negotiations, we got to figure out what to do, what to do, what to do. After years and years and years of negotiations, here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna build another dome stadium in St. Right? Pete. In like, St. Pete. I,
2: I do, that is just remarkable to me.
1: The one that was going to be, by the way, the Marlins is retractable. Mm-hmm. But they almost always play with it closed, do you know that I did it's almost always closed,
2: now, I will say you can have a dome that is very bright, yeah, and that kind of changes it yeah. makes you but feel more like you I, more I, like I, at least it's out you can get the sunshine I'd but rather the trap, watch, there is no sun whatsoever.
1: I'd rather watch baseball in the in in the in the open, but I'd also rather watch it in the daytime yeah. I, I mean I think the I think the cubs had it figured out, obviously you got to have it at night because that's been drawn because people are working at day, I get it. But I love baseball in the daytime. It's fantastic. Yeah, you know absolutely. I mean, it's the, baseball in the daytime is the greatest thing ever. So, All right, we have a lot of things to talk about today on the program. i got a, I got a question for you because I just, I'm, I'm going to leave the show with it, even though it's not a typical show-leading uh, question. But I, I've been thinking about it. I'm going to put you guys on the spot a little bit so that comes up in a bit. We'll talk Jag's odds and what the odds should be and what that means. What do odds mean? What does it mean? How does it affect you? when there's all these expectations, and how will it affect this group that there's all these expectations. We'll talk about that coming up on the program as well. All the coaching jobs have been filled. Any surprises, we'll go through that a little. Um, uh, Gannon, Jonathan Gannon, the most recent. I will say this, Steichen and Gannon, the two coordinators in Philadelphia, and shame on me, but they were new to the party for me. I, now you, you, I
0: think they're new to the party for everybody. The, yeah,
1: I mean, I, they're not two names that I uh, – No, they're – yeah.
0: They're getting the jobs early.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, so, yeah. and so is there a trend? Is there a theme? We'll certainly talk about that. That comes up on the program today uh, as well. And i got a college basketball thought that I've thought a lot about, some sort of the stuff we've talked about the last couple of days as well. So we got a lot of stuff to do. We're glad you're with us. I do want to thank uh, our friends, as always, from the Nimnik family of dealerships. I can tell you this. There's no walk-off charities without my friend Billy Nimnick. I can promise you that. He, uh, the commitment that Billy has shown, to the things we've asked him to do. Uh, there's no. We're not here today because there's no tournament today because there's no charity uh, without people like Billy Nimnick. So thank you to the Nimnick family of dealerships. Nimnick Chevrolet is on cast at Nimnick. Buick GMC is on Phillips Highway. And if something's important going on in Jacksonville, I promise you that my friends at the Nimnicks are involved in it. I'll take a break. I got a fun question coming up for you. We'll talk about odds. We'll talk about coaching hires, and a whole lot more. Baseball starts at 4 o'clock here today. This is 1010XL and 92.5 FM. You think people would a silly love song. You don't like it, Brooks? No. Well, you know what? I do like it. good call, Gibby. And let me tell you why. I know you you, you don't you don't agree with me on this, Brooks. And within your you're right to disagree. So, uh but but uh, but uh but I can tell you um I can tell you definitively. Uh Wings has grown on me.
2: Good for you. How like, you hate you hate Wings? <laughs> I do not like Wings.
1: How about you? I have no opinion. Okay. About that. Yeah, you you you, you I mean but, I mean, Wings uh, sings uh, Live and Let Die, right? Yeah. So then yeah, I, mean, I like Wings. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> nothing for me, nothing that is McCartney can be bad for me. Nothing McCartney's bad. I, I don't like Wings as much that. as the Beatles.
2: It just is not my oh, like type great, of music. Well done, Gibb. Wasn't it, like, mainly in the 80s, too?
1: Yeah. I don't think so. Like uh, that, Wings must be 70s. 70s, I would think.
2: Okay. Well, I like more 70s and 80s, yeah. so that's why I thought they were in
1: the 80s. This you hey, for Valentine's your right Day. Season. Yeah, see? So he loves no, I, I knew
2: the purpose. Okay. I just don't like that particular that's song, great. but that's okay. Hey,
1: Gibby, me, do me a
3: favor. Don't yeah. worry about her,
1: okay? Okay, well, I, I got her, okay? I got her <laughs> handled. I, I got this handled, okay?
3: I trust that you do. I, somebody, uh, we were playing Super Bowl trivia the other day, and the, uh, the answer to the Jacksonville Halftime Show was Paul McCartney. That's right. Back Did when you know we had that? the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, of I, course. I, I knew and was there. I was there. Yeah, I remember because he said, thank you, Super Bowl, which I didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> he, guess, he was said, at the Super
0: Bowl. Right. Yeah. He kept my, saying, thank you, Super Bowl. My, I've, I've been It's to like, four. well, you're in Jacksonville.
1: <laughs> I, Can you say <laughs> yeah. Jacksonville? Uh, I've been to four Super Bowls. Three of the times were McCartney, Springsteen, the Stones. So that's, that's it, pretty good. That's three of the four. Three, three, three of the four are pretty good. What was the other one? Black eyed peas. Oh, okay. And uh, but uh, so three out, of, three out of four. Like I said, three out of four. That's that's fine. I'm too. sure they were fun. At all least. right. Here's my question. We're going to get to some football talk and, and the coaching hires in a bit. The odds, but here's what I'm going to ask you. And it's uh, all three of you. I'm going to ask all three of you, then I'm going to give you my answer too. Okay. If a federal law came down, did the federal government want to cut back on sports viewing? Okay. Boy, you've been
0: in deep thought today. <laughs> okay. The federal government's
1: <laughs> going to come back, and cut down, and you had to give up one month of television, sports. Yeah. You, you, from the first of the month to the end of the month, and the last day of the month, you could not watch a sporting event on television. Okay, what month are you giving up? won. By the way, my friend Rick Belue won't answer the question. I mean, I'll, I'm going to try again. We're well, we going to have a handoff. I'll try again tomorrow yeah. with a handoff. Um, he won't answer the question. He won't. He, he refuses to answer the question. Off the top of my head, I'd say July. Okay.
0: Yep. Because the only thing that I'm going to miss yeah. is the British Open. Okay. That I can think of. Okay. Um, there's Obviously, there's no preseason football yet. Uh, there's certainly no college football. I don't care about baseball. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with July. I, w- I would miss the British Open. I love getting up, yeah. and it's on, and I can watch it. And okay. I don't have to wait all day. Okay. But I guess if I have to sacrifice something for the good of the country, okay. <laughs> I will uh, sacrifice that.
1: Why July more than June? U.S. Open? I love the U.S. Okay. Open. Good. Yeah, okay. and, uh, so, yeah. and so right. You're, that, j- you're July, too?
2: Yeah, to me it's fairly simple. Now, if college football started always in September, I could be persuaded to think okay. about August okay. because I do not like NFL preseason. Okay. But it is something to watch.
1: So then you're at best casual baseball fan if you give up July. Because there's baseball
3: every day.
2: right, I, I like baseball a okay, lot, but okay. I can't give up
1: football.
3: Okay, Gibby? Um, I'm going to be different from you guys. Uh, I'm going to say January, and uh, you might okay. say, well, there's tons of football in no. January. Why yeah, January? I'm not there's as no die right. I, I'm not as diehard a college football fan as you guys are. like I, I could miss the bowl games and not think anything about it. There's some good NFL playoff games, but it's not the Super Bowl. the Super Bowl's in February. Uh, baseball hasn't started yet because that's uh, February for spring training. NBA, NHL—I I don't really care. So January for me. Okay, so
1: January, J- July, July, January are, are our answers. Um, mine's February, which means I'd miss the Super Bowl. Correct. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And the
2: Jaguars it. might be in it.
1: Well, now that might change it. Okay. But <laughs> no, I, the Jaguars <laughs> might
2: be in it. <laughs> no, but
1: but I mean I mean obviously without your team in it, I mean obviously that changes. But if just just generally, February if I if I had to give up a month. I mean, I love the Super Bowl.
2: I think February is the easy answer if the Super Bowl was always in January.
1: Yeah, well, but if it's an easy answer, it wouldn't be a fun question, okay? So the Feb- i mean, the, the Super Bowl is always in February, you know. So you're going to miss Todd Golden, the yeah. basketball team. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought about this. There's no way I'm giving up a baseball month in a million years. I'm like, Gibby on that. There's no chance I'm giving up a baseball month. I mean, I'm a baseball—I'm a baseball fan. I mean, I love baseball. So that—so those are off the chart. No way I'm giving up an NFL month other than the one game. I mean, there's no chance I'm giving up an NFL month. There's no chance I'm giving up a college football month, so um, so so I thought about March, but get the players. You got March Madness. I'm not giving up March Madness, right? Um, April, I give a, I give up regular season baseball. So, I'm, so again, I'm not giving up a baseball. And the month. Masters, yeah, yeah, and the Masters, and the Masters, and the draft. So okay. so in the draft, right? So so for me, I think I would land on. And so for the non for you two non baseball fans, you're right. One of the summer months is easy. Mm-hmm. One of, the, but for someone who loves baseball, he's a like. Uh, give me, I, give me, I and give me. I want January. I'm not giving up January because I got a lot of NFL games. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I, get I it. would prefer. I would prefer a bunch of NFL football to one NFL game. I, I, I would prefer. And I, again, I love the Super Bowl. But for me, if you give me all the I, this way, I get all the playoffs except the Super Bowl. I get all the college games. You know, I. Uh, I'm not giving up the Rose Bowl and the in the, the all those games. So if know. the Jaguars
2: are in it, what month are you giving
1: up? Well if the Jaguars are in it then okay, good question. Since I can't give up February I don't know. I haven't thought about your second choice. <laughs> well we're all gonna do second <laughs> choices too. So since, um if the Jaguars were in the game and I couldn't give up the game then I could, boy, I don't know. I don't know. I'd probably have to say good thing this is not I'd, a federal pr- law. I'd probably say May and I'd give up the baseball of May. I'd probably because uh, okay because because so I'd probably so I'd probably give up baseball in May would be my answer, but uh, but I but I honestly so May if I couldn't but my answer to the question is February and that my answer and I thought here's what I thought about this I said Gibby may come with me there's no chance you would I wasn't sure where you were on on it but 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 yeah but there's no there's no chance there's not a chance in the world so you'd give up Lauren you'd give up thirty days of baseball. To see the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. So I, um, but again, if the Jaguars are in, it's a different story. But isn't it funny? I mean, and you, so you, I assume your second month is June. Yeah, right? correct. Yeah, okay, so give me what's your second month. February. Uh,
3: yeah, it would be February because I don't have to watch them on TV. I can go to spring training and just have yeah, a ball. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. But I, uh, but I, yeah, I, I guess for me, a second month, Jaguars notwithstanding, I guess the second month for me would still be May because I wouldn't give up January. That there's too much football to give up in I
2: Absolutely.
1: I can make myself give up one game. I can't make myself give up all the playoffs, all the college playoffs, all the college championship stuff. So so anyway, bring it up because we have this gorgeous weather. It's the only sport other than the Super Bowl. Right. It's the only sports month I don't love. It's the only and, and I love this weather. The good thing is it's a short one, you know. But it's the and I'm not a NASCAR guy, so the NASCAR doesn't move the needle for me. I love college basketball, I used to. You know? Yeah. That's changed a bit. You with me? Well, yeah. When okay. your team can't make a three, it's yeah. hard to enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, can't make one. I don't yeah. mind. Not bad at it. I mean, can't make one. So, but uh, see, that's
2: the difference too. We're not college basketball fans. We're Florida basketball
1: fans. Right. Other people who are Correct. true college basketball no, fans. No question. Well,
2: if their team's not very good, that sucks. But they're still watching a lot of college basketball.
1: Here's what's funny about that is, and we had this show a couple of weeks ago. Maybe it's where we live, and I'm not saying not any. But I don't know very many college basketball fans. That that's first and foremost their thing. I know a lot of Gator basketball fans and Knoll basketball fans, and I know Kentucky basketball fans, and maybe they would qualify because they're Kentucky fans. But I, at least where we live, I don't know a lot. I don't know a lot of people that I would think first and foremost they are a college basketball fan.
2: No, I think I know more people who would have the harder time choosing between college football and the NFL uh, as far as number one oh, overall. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, then, then, yeah, college basketball. But Gibby, where you're from, aren't there probably far more college basketball fans?
3: Oh yeah, no doubt, North Carolina. Like that's their first thing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of people that way. But I was never that way. I grew up with the basketball, and I, I just never went that way. I'm baseball, football, and that's pretty much it.
1: Yeah, yeah. But,
3: but you're right. The Car- the Carol, and Gibby, and Gibby, correct me if I'm
1: wrong now, because I may be talking out of turn. But where you grew up was all was was North Carolina, but almost Georgia, right? In, yeah. In that, in, yeah, where it's Gibby the grew up,
3: tri-state area—North Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee—all right there in the same part, really.
1: Y- yeah, Gibby almost grew up. Realistically, almost grew up in football country. I, I think the the Raleigh-Duke—I mean Raleigh, Durham, uh, Chapel Hill—those areas. I think, right, Gibby. That's more that's that's where the basketball Absolutely. people reside. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: Well, Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill is like seven hours from where I'm from. So
1: yeah, yeah. See, he's nowhere close to that. And they—and as you guys all know. Duke, NC State, and North Carolina are all about eight miles from each other. They're, they're all – I don't think JU and UNF are as close to each other as North Carolina and Duke. Do you realize that? North Carolina and Duke are closer to each other than JU and UNF. Yes,
0: yeah, so it's mm-hmm. it's like eight miles. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It's, so
1: it's really close. All right. That's my question of the day. I got thinking about that. I said, I think I'd give up February. That's a good question. Which means I'm giving up the yeah. – and I wonder what people think. Gibby, let me know how
0: the Braves do in July because <laughs> it is going to be a living hell for me to not know that. For
1: thirty-one days. Oh, you know so it. You, there you go. Uh, the hirings are done. Uh, what do you make of the five hirings that are now in place? I I think that
0: I uh, I think Carolina got it right with Frank Reich. I think that was a very smart hire, and emulating a little bit of of I think the Jaguar model of uh, you know go get a a head coach that not only has played quarterback but is obviously been an offensive coordinator been a head coach had success Frank Reich hasn't had Doug Peterson success right but he's got a winning record and uh you know so I I really like that hire that Carolina made they've got a lot of work to do uh but but I like the I like that hire I didn't like what the Colts did uh I I just I think uh there's not enough there um in terms of a resume uh, he's you know talk. he's three years uh striking three years as an offensive coordinator I think that's a little bit of a, of a of a gamble. Um, I thought the Texans did well with D'Amico Ryan's. I don't like the Gannon hire at all for Arizona. They seem like they're just kind of spinning their wheels without any real sense of what they're it, doing. And you felt that way before they hired him, yeah. It, um, nuts, so nuts, I, nuts I, nuts yeah, I, I don't think that hire makes you know all that much sense. Uh, so uh, and then there's one more that I'm missing. Uh, Sean Payton. Uh, yeah, that's obviously yeah. a home run. So uh, you know, other than the fact you got to give up the pick. But uh, obviously, that's about as good as it can get. Now the question there is, can he save Russell Wilson?
2: Yeah, I agree. I feel like like you mentioned at the top of the program, Frank, I had to learn more about Steichen and Gannon. I did not hear their names very often before this process started, so it'll be interesting to see. But obviously, I would prefer my head coach to be on the offensive side of the ball than defensive, so I would question a little bit what the Cardinals and then also what the Texans did, even though he seems like he's going to be a pretty good head coach.
1: Here's what's interesting about the hires, okay? little diversity one one black uh, assistant got hired four white coaches, one black coach uh offensive and defensive uh diversity there was one two offensive guys and three offensive guys, two defensive guys, old and new diversity there's some old guys i say old guys established guys in Reich and Peyton, and then three first timers so there's no real you know what i mean there's no real theme there's there's there there's a mix of coaches uh that got hired here i uh you know, I wish I wish Eric Piemme would get a job. I uh I, I I think when when people talk about not enough diversity in the NFL, my my take on that has always been the same. I don't fault any one team for who they hire cuz they got to hire the best person, and you got to hire the best person regardless of race. And you always have to hire the best person because of race. Always. But I understand big picture that the concern is why do more diversity candidates, uh, minority candidates, not get hired? And, and it's a fair question. And, and anyone that says it's not a fair question isn't being fair because it is. Well, if you look so, across, I, so I get both sides of that.
2: Yeah, if you look across the NFL ownership group, there's not a lot of minority there. And so that, to me, is why people are pointing fingers because they're saying, yeah, they're they're still hiring people that look like them, the yeah. owners are.
1: I think the big issue for me, Hayes, as far as diversity goes, is you need more coor- – you have to be – you almost have to be a coordinator first. Almost have to be a coordinator first, and if you're not, then it's hard to get hired. And we need more minorities as coordinators. Demico Ryan's got hired as a head coach because he he was a very good coordinator. Eric Bienemi, don't we all agree now? enemy is without question. Eric enemy now has got to move somewhere where he gets to run the show, doesn't he? Yeah, Andy Reid has said that. He said he's those words. Yeah, in fact,
2: yeah. yeah. So I mean, that's yeah. why I hope he goes to Washington. <laughs>
1: I do, yeah. Because if he can make it work in Washington, then obviously he's very deserving. Yeah, and, and he strikes me as a guy I think that would be really good. I, I, I you know, I ne- when everybody wanted, when many wanted Leftwich, I wasn't excited about that because I didn't know if he had done enough. I, I, I didn't, I didn't have enough of a sample size to see. Um,
2: and Bruce Arians was calling the plays.
1: It, correct. I just, I just never had the gut whether or not I had seen enough. Well, I thought I had seen enough from Nate Hackett, and I was wrong. So, so sometimes we're you are know, wrong about that, you know, um, and so and but I feel like I feel like I've seen enough from Beany. Beany has a presence about him that I think, from a culture standpoint, would really be would really serve a team well. I, I just I believe that. Maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong. So I hope I hope Eric Beany, and I don't know him at all. I'm just I'm hopeful Eric Beany will get a chance to be a real coordinator where he calls plays and runs an all- where he's the head coach of the offense. And being the head coach of the office, I think we'll give him a chance. we'll see if it. Works. I
2: love the Ravens' offensive of coordinator hire.
1: Yeah, 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 I'll bet you do. <laughs> that, I thought he'd wind up with the Bucks. I thought Todd Monk would wind up with the Bucks. Well, this is a better move for for Todd. Well, sure I think. it is. I mean, I sure think is. Baltimore's is ready to yeah, win. Yeah, Tampa Bay didn't even know, he didn't yeah. even know what quarterback he would have. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, well, I, he's going
2: to have Tom Brady, right?
1: <laughs> well, he's not going to come back to Tampa. He's <laughs> going to come back. But he's not <laughs> is he still is he still coming back? Uh yeah. He's still coming back. <laughs> yeah, <he's> still <laughs> coming back. yeah, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. right now you, you kinda you kinda can't back off now, can you? Yeah. you have no Why choice. would I back off? I said it was gonna be like March eighth
0: when right. he changes his mind. What, what, what about those papers he still termed? have yeah. what about the papers? I still have like twenty six <laughs> He's gonna burn days. that letter he's he gonna it. That letter means absolutely nothing. They, 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 I mean it, it that letter doesn't stop the him. The papers don't stop him? <laughs> no. <You can> <laughs> real, 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 no, so. that doesn't you know, that yeah. doesn't
1: change any if if he decides he wants to come back, that paper is irrelevant. You know. Usually when you die on a hill, there's at least a couple people dying with you. <laughs> yeah. You're alone on the hill now. You're That's alone. fine. It's You're not alone the alone. first time. <laughs> I've been alone on the hill many times. <laughs> You're not afraid, are you? You're no. afraid? You're not afraid. No. He's in afraid. fray. He planted uh. his flag on that hill. <laughs> yes, oh, he did. I mean. <laughs> yeah. And I think the wind's blowing that flag mightily, but he's staying on that. But you know what? That's okay. Here's, here's what I'll tell you. If uh, if you are right, that'll be your greatest accomplishment because I don't know anybody else that agrees with you. So, but yeah, stay, You know what? I love it, though. By the way, if I was you right now, absolutely I'd stand my ground. So, sure. so yeah, I mean I told I said two weeks ago, it's not
0: now. Yeah. And he feels like he is gonna retire now. Right. Yeah. How will he feel March eighth? When he
1: changes his mind.
2: And maybe August.
1: And certainly <laughs> August, but I, I don't even think it's gonna <laughs> take that long. Yeah, now March eighth if he doesn't come back, are you coming off the hill, or are you stay if, on if he
0: is not Yes, if you're not starting to see whispers, by March eighth or so, that that he doesn't, he's uh-huh. not putting feelers out. Then
1: I'll start to believe it a little I, bit more. Brooks, I think we need to put together a remote show for March eighth. Oh, uh, we will be. We we'll have the players. Well, there you go. Okay, there you go. so there you go. So, so there's. Don't that. you worry. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back. We uh, say hello to our latest Duval County Scholar Athlete of the Week. That's next. Stay with us.
4: And
5: now this week's Scholar Athlete of the Week. Brought to you by Southeast Orthopedic Specialists and the Plumbers and Pipefitters Local Union 234 on 1010XL.
2: And it's time for our Duval County Scholar Athlete of the Week. It is Grant Tucker, a senior at Fletcher. Grant, congratulations and thanks for joining us.
6: Thank you so much. Thanks for having me.
2: Absolutely. So you're set to play baseball here in just a little bit. Tell us about how your baseball career got started.
6: Yes, ma'am. So I got started in elementary school. I was playing at Atlantic Beach. And I grew up playing travel ball and mixing around with a bunch of the guys. And it's been an awesome experience, and i played for about 11 years now. And I'm looking forward to a good senior year this year playing at Fletcher under Coach Grill. He's amazing, and so I'm, I'm, re- I'm really happy about it. Coach, you're for your second year at Fletcher now. Coach is a good dude, and he's, he's one of our walk-off coaches. He does a nice job, doesn't he? He's awesome, and uh, what he does for the team, especially with our pride week that we just had to get the team ready for the year, is amazing, and I, I feel a lot closer to the guys, and I, I can't thank him enough for what he does. Grant, what's been your favorite memory at Fletcher so far? So far, uh, being student class president, I've loved going to the football games. Those are one of our prideful things that we have at the beaches and having control over the themes. I I love getting everybody dressed up, whether it be neon theme, blackout theme, whatever it may be. And so I love being around around the student body and uh, just having a good time at football games, cheering on uh, pride of the beaches.
2: Are you hoping to play baseball at the next level and when you go to school?
6: So it honestly depends on where the cookie crumbles with these college decisions, whether I get into an Ivy League or whatever school it may be, I'd hope to walk on. And honestly, I can't tell you where I'm going to school right now, but wherever that may be, I, I hope to try my hand at walking on.
1: What are some of the options? What do you Where
6: would you like to maybe go, where have you applied, all that? So I've applied to 15 schools, <laughs> and I, I don't want to sit here and talk you off with all the names, but to name a few, I've applied to Harvard, Princeton, Brown, Yale, and then other schools. I've also gotten into UVA, and I hope to hear back from the Naval Academy soon. So depending on where the school is and where I get into I'll make that decision then, but for now, I'm just having a fun senior year and and enjoying my time. And you'll find out about the Ivy Leagues on March 30th, is that correct? That's correct. All seven of them that I applied to, I didn't apply to Columbia. What's the dream? The ultimate goal is to get into a school like Yale or Princeton. I've went to a few of their baseball camps and had the opportunity to tour those schools. I love them, and the opportunities that they have, especially... Being that I was awarded the Navy ROTC scholarship, I hope to go as a naval officer after my four years of college, do my service, and figure out what career I hope to enter.
1: Even if you're not at the Naval Academy, you want to serve your sir. country either way?
6: Yes, sir. My father was in the military, and that's where I became interested in it from originally. And so with that scholarship or attending the Naval Academy, I hope to enter the ranks as an officer and move forward from there.
2: I'm assuming your dad was Navy?
6: Yes, he's a, a judge advocate general now, and he works at NAS.
2: Okay, that's awesome. All right, so how do you balance playing baseball, wanting to also be a really good student and and obviously achieving that really good student status?
6: Well, it all comes down to what I'm doing in between those hours and I try to keep myself busy. I also play four instruments. I play guitar, piano, saxophone, and bass. Wow. And so when (laughs) I'm not at school, I'm either playing my instruments or I'm working out. I run every other day, I try to run six, seven miles. And if I'm not doing that, I'm swimming. And so constantly keeping myself busy and also meditating has been a huge habit that I've built and I've been meditating for about two years now. And so mediating that stress through these mediums has been huge for me because I'm not going to lie to you, it, it is quite stressful at times. And so having music and these other forms of physical expression as a way to sort of Exert my my force that I may have built up throughout the day. I, I am able to calm myself down. Yeah,
1: well, just it's clear, clear between uh, being a very good baseball player, uh, 4.0 student, playing four instruments, student class president. You're gonna have a tough time out there uh, <laughs> in the real world. So, um, uh, what is, what do you see yourself in ten years? I don't ask
6: everybody that, but you obviously, I, I got a hunch that's in there somewhere. <laughs> what, what, what do you see? Well, as long as I'm doing something that I'm I'm passionate about, and especially something about the environment, then I hope my career reflects that, whether it be as a civil engineer for the Navy and trying to build that climate change front up or playing baseball, I I really can't tell you, but I hope to be around other individuals who think like me or, or have the same passions as me so I can push these goals that i have in my life grant tucker from fletcher you're an impressive young guy man I, mean, I can't wait to watch you today watch you play baseball hey good luck with all of it thanks for stopping by thank you sir thanks for having me on guys all right
1: grant tucker from uh, fletcher high school is there duval county scholar athlete of the week and he does a uh, does a terrific terrific job boy i was impressed hayes i think if i remember right i don't remember all the, all the specific grant thank you good to see you i don't remember the specifics but i want to say um that was kind of your list: Harvard, Yale, yes. Princeton, <laughs> guitar, I get to, and yeah. guitar, saxophone, <laughs> saxophone. Yeah, yeah. the uh, great baseball player. Yeah, yeah. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, is it? Is it? Is it a bad sign when 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 one of our student athletes comes along and they're more talented than, in all the ways than we are in any? You know, well, is that all a bad? Thing? Is that yeah. a bad? Yeah,
2: no. Uh,
1: it's good for the future of okay, the country. Good,
2: good.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, we say this often, but th- this is the best crop yeah. that we've ever had. Yeah. And. and They've all been outstanding. Yeah. They've all been outstanding. Yeah. But this is literally yeah this is like a recruiting class yeah. where every single one right. is a five star cream of the crop. Yeah. Best th- I mean high yeah. blue chip ratio I for mean, the skull w- yes, of athletes. That uh
1: it's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. That 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 dude that dude could be president. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, that, and
2: we've said that probably four or five times yeah, this yeah. year. I mean, that's
1: that's like. the, yeah, we've had a bunch of them that could be president. That dude could be present.
2: Maybe I need to start meditating.
1: Yeah, you know. I can see you as a meditator. <laughs> I can I can. <laughs> but you know, you know, to meditate, you have to be quiet. You have to be quiet. <laughs> I, I, I wanted, to, I wanted to say that delicately. You know, that, that, don't that, worry. I, I really That's totally one aware. of the prerequisites. It, there's but a prerequisite to it. I have force
2: it. that I need to, you know, be able to to exert.
1: Yeah, there you go. I've of energy. Yeah. By the way, by the way, uh, our. our you know, we, we the addition to the shows here. Did you know that mm-hmm. the media mogul, the media mogul? So, uh, so, um, I, I, someone asked me. I think, Hazel, did you ask? Did you ask Hicken if he would come? I said, No, I didn't. I don't have to ask Hicken. You kidding me? I don't have to ask Hicken if he's <laughs> coming by for God's sake. So, but well, we are going to give Hicken the choice whether or not he wants to watch the baseball first or jump in with us. Uh, we are. He's going to watch and jump with us after. We are going to get you for a little bit though. Yeah. We don't do that. So he's going to come by a little bit later yeah, on. But it, it's, a, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> exactly. Did you hear the podcast yet? I have not you listened make to You yet, make so. the podcast about every week.
2: Oh, man! Yeah, nice. you're kind of the star very of the podcast. I'm definitely not the star of the podcast, you're but I'm glad the, I made it. You're the
1: only person that makes the podcast other than us. That's very yeah, impressive. Yeah, it's
2: it's so. all really because of Trinity Thomas. Yeah,
1: it, it is that. So, But we are live out here at the San Susie. It it's a gorgeous day. It really is. We love coming out here. It's day two of the uh, Walk-Off Charities, a high school baseball classic uh, in just about 10 minutes. Bishop Snyder versus Providence. Uh, that game will start at 4 o'clock. And then tonight, Trinity Christian versus Fletcher. We've never had Trinity Christian or Providence in our tournament before. We're excited about that. We've never had Sandalwood, who plays tomorrow night. Oh, has a really good baseball program. One of the better baseball programs in town year in and year out. My friend Tim Moses uh, has never – when he was the first coach, coach, we had him out here. But we haven't had him out here, I don't believe, as a Sandalwood coach. So we're excited about some of the teams uh, that have been out here. We're excited about this gorgeous, gorgeous day we have here. You know, there's a reason you live here, by the way. Just
4: saying. Oh, absolutely.
2: There's a reason that when people – Decide to become Jacksonville Jaguars you know where they end up for the most part living here, even though they're not necessarily from here they end up choosing here because they love this town so much
1: used to be retired athletes whether they played somewhere or not, landed in South Florida, but then it got too crowded then they all landed in Tampa a lot of the baseball people still land in Tampa then for the longest time it was Charlotte you know people love living in Charlotte Charlotte and Charlotte's a great town by all accounts love living in Charlotte so it was Charlotte for the longest time. I think the first coast to your point. Has gained a lot of traction in that regard. I think there's a lot of people that that move that here that live here.
2: Oh, absolutely. We saw it certainly spike during COVID because Florida had certainly different laws than other places. But I think it just continues to to grow in population because people realize how amazing it is. I mean, we have so many different things that you can take advantage of. And and so when people say they don't like Jacksonville, it, it really upsets me. I'm like, you you don't know half the half of it.
1: Yeah, and and I, and I do get this sense. Hayes, I think that's changing. I think the self-esteem problems the First Coast had, because we don't have Mickey Mouse ears and we don't have South Beach and all the teams in Tampa, I think the the impression of Jacksonville has changed. I think a lot of things, beauty shots on TV, Ponte Vedra holding the golf. Um, the, we've seen enough enough high blimp shots of the stadium and the river. I think the, the belief that Jacksonville isn't a great town, that, that was always this hayseed, city that wasn't great to live in i think that's changed i think we've never felt that but i mean i think when they're having conversations in chicago and phoenix that's different now too i think it is and i think it's only gonna keep
0: changing uh in, in a positive fashion over the next 10 years uh when this stadium renovation happens that's going to be a message to the rest of the country uh, when the downtown development happens. That's going to be a message to the rest of the country. Uh, and you're right; we have some signature events. We've got, you know, one of the best college football games, if not the best, uh, in every every regular season. We've got uh, what I believe is a major championship golf event, uh, and and a gorgeous, gorgeous facility uh, that people internationally want to come and visit. And uh, we've got a great bowl game. Uh, we've obviously got the Jaguars. Uh, there, there's a lot to love about, uh, about Jacksonville. The people are fantastic. Uh, you've got the beach. Uh, you, you've got great weather. Uh, you've got no state income tax. I mean, it, it is. It, it, and there's, there's several different areas where you can live. That are all a little different, absolutely, but all fantastic.
2: Yeah, no, I love that sentiment, and I also claim all the way from St. Augustine to Amelia Island, like yeah. that's, par- that's that's certainly right. part of the, that's first, the coast. first coast. And everyone always raves about Fernandina and Amelia and St. Augustine. They just didn't quite ever rave about Duval County, and I think that's changing. I-,
1: I wonder too. I was thinking about this with like pro golfers. If you if you blocked out four areas, four areas of golf, okay, F- Phoenix, Scottsdale, Jupiter. Sea Island, mm-hmm. and here, Ponte Vedra. I wonder what percentage of players on the PGA Tour live at one of those four. What do you think the percentage I wonder what the percentage is. 67? That's what I would think. I'll, I'll bet you, because that's what those are the four you hear about. A lot, a lot live here. Uh, Jupiter is a mainstay. Sea Island is a mainstay, particularly all those former Georgia players. And Scottsdale. Because you want to live where you can practice. You know, I, I, I really believe... One of the things that had a negative effect on David Duvall's career, and I may be wrong, but he got married and moved to Colorado. Well, you, you can't practice year-round in Colorado. Here you can, you can pretty much, in the four, four places I just named, Scottsdale and Jupiter for sure, but pretty much here in Sea Island too, you can play some form of golf year-round you really can. So, uh, so and if... we
2: have great courses, that, as do the other places as well.
1: Well, take a break. Right. We're about to start uh, get day two of the uh, Walk-Off Charities High School Baseball Classic. That starts in just a few moments between um, Bishop Snyder and Providence. We'll also talk a little bit about football odds and do they matter. That's next. Stay with us.
4: I've got sunshine.
1: Welcome back to the program. Hour number two as we get set to play baseball. Not a cloudy day to here today, I can promise you that. Just an absolute gorgeous day here at the ballpark. Bishop Snyder, the home team, Providence on the road. First time Providence has been in this tournament. Bishop Snyder has won their division before. We, The way this thing works is you can only play two games in the preseason according to FHSA rules. You can only play two. So the way we do it with 12 teams is we have four or three four-team pools. And then you and you play within your pool, and the two winners on in pool A play in a championship game of pool A on Saturday, and then the, the so all the winners of all the pools play for a championship of that pool, and then the losers play in a losers bracket game on Thursday and Friday. So you make it to Saturday, that means you're playing for the championship of your pool. And Bishop Snyder has won its pool before in this tournament. Providence playing for the first time yesterday, by the way. Inglewood beat Yuli a walk off six five a walk off walk actually a bases loaded walk to win the game, and Stanton held on against Riverside in a good one last night between two uh, Gateway Conference teams. So Inglewood six Yuli five yesterday, Stanton eight Riverside six last night, uh, and this is day two Bishop Snyder versus Providence in a fun game here in the tournament. What a glorious day. It is, what, a, what a day for baseball.
2: It is so much fun. and Look, you can tell these kids have a pep in their step too, right? Like they've gotten through yep. the worst part of sports, which is the conditioning part yeah, of it. that's right. Now they get to actually just play ball. And so, yeah, everybody here is in a great mood and everyone's ready for some baseball. And
1: the park's in great shape. You know, we're proud it of is. that. And I, and I can tell you that uh, these coaches, I know all these coaches because just about every coach out here, uh participates in our walk-off charities clinics lauren you know them all because lauren runs our the, the food part of our clinic and yeah, don't I, call me the hot dog lady please uh, do you notice how, I, I just, how <laughs> that was d- good how, <laughs> restraint. how disciplined i, I showed the great. discipline i showed bruce lee level so, i'm there. just saying she she handles the food portion of our clinics i think i said that very well you did well and, well, and, and, and unlike the studio I'm now close enough for her to take a swing. Okay, <laughs> so you, it's all you always. You have to know your surroundings, Carline. You always, I'm close enough in the studio yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, you probably are. Good good, 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 point. So, uh, but you're exactly, you're exactly right. You're exactly right about that. Um, one quick thought: um, Do you think preseason baseball matters more than preseason other sports? You get the sense.
2: Preseason baseball matters more than other sports. I think it's important for the pitcher, certainly, to get warmed up and to not have any injuries. But I think for the rest of the team, no, I don't think it matters that I th- much.
1: I think preseason matters. This is a preseason game. Right. But I think this matters. Well, you I know. think
0: you have to get in sync. Yeah. You know, I mean, so I think you need those at-bats in the preseason and spring training to, uh, you know, to, to get. Baseball is so much about being in sync, and there's so much precision to it. And it's a sport where you're just set up to fail. Yeah. I mean, if you get a hit three out of ten times, you're in the Hall of Fame or, or certainly a great player. Basketball and football don't set up that way. You're normally going to succeed in those sports if if you're doing the right thing. You're normally going to complete your pass. Most quarterbacks are going to complete sixty-five percent of their passes. Uh, most you know defenders are going to make the tackle when you know more times than they're going to miss it. Uh, offensive linemen are normally going to get their block more than they're not going to get it. And in basketball, I think you see the same thing. I mean, a, a, you know, a lot, of, a lot of guys shoot at such a high average that, you know, obviously don't play in Gainesville, but uh, but many of them <laughs> do. And so, uh, you know, I think that uh, I, I do think baseball, the nature of it, that so much of it is about failure, I think it's good to get that timing and, and, and have the exhibition.
1: Yeah, and, and, and I think what we hope, what we tried to do with this thing is because it's in a neutral field, it's a field that, because of what we do, we talk about it a lot. They, I think people are aware of what walkoff's doing. Coaches want to play; kids want to play in this thing. These coaches told me these kids are looking forward to. It. It's a great way to start their season, you know. So we certainly hope that's the case. We're excited about that. All right, let's get to some football. The Jags are going to have good odds to win it. They, I think they were eighth in the odds I saw, Hayes. The, yes, the, they were eighth, how tied do, for eighth. Yeah, tied for eighth. That would So how does that? How does that? In your opinion. The culture, the preparation doesn't change. But you're human. You're human. How does that change this team that managed the lack of expectations so marvelously a year ago?
0: Yeah, it's, it's going to be a, a challenge, I think, for Doug Peterson because now the, the mantra changes a little bit. He had to instill – first, he had to get their trust. Obviously, he's got that. Uh, then he had to instill a confidence that they could win. And, boy, that went through some shaky moments in October when they went winless. But they came out on the other side for it. They stuck together. So now it, it changes because finding motivation is always so difficult. I think it's one of the one of the more masterful things that, that coaches have to do, prof- particularly at the professional level. When you have to get up and speak to a group of men every single day, and try and keep them motivated when they've had a lot of coaches, they've had a lot of experience playing football, going all the way back to Pop Warner. They've, they've heard all the messages. And so to, to find new and unique ways to motivate them, I think is uh, incredibly challenging. And if you have a bad day, you might lose the group. Uh, so it's, it's unbelievably difficult. And, uh, and I do think it'll be different for Doug Peterson. Um, you know, I, I don't know that he's really had to do this, before in the sense that the Eagles kind of came out of nowhere when they won the Super Bowl and then they didn't really follow it up particularly well. So I think uh it'll be interesting to hear from Doug if you know there's certain things that you know that he'll do differently here than he did there. Um but I think you know Doug's always I think acknowledged uh things that are out there with the team. You know, he he doesn't he's never struck me as a coach that you know, doesn't talk about the the reality of what is facing the team. I think he was very open about where they stood in the division, uh, you know, in, in the playoffs and things like that. So I, I think the message will be clear from the start is, yeah, there's a lot of expectations for us, but we welcome that. And, and you guys sh- should have expectations. You guys, we have, we now That's have, the idea. we now have a whole lot of talent in this room mm-hmm. and we have everything we need to go make a run at this thing. And, uh, and so, you know, I I think the players are so self-motivated here that I I think it'll, it'll blend well, but it is a totally new challenge. The message becomes completely different than what it was last year.
2: Yeah. yeah, I think you go as your head coach and your quarterback go as far as their personalities and, Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence are two of the best in the business as far as relationships that they have. I have I have no qualms about how Doug Peterson certainly will address the team and and handle this different, completely different mentality, uh, the mindset. You know, last April, like he said, he went stood in front of his team and he said, uh, "I want to be playing postseason football. You are going to be playing in January," and that obviously worked. But this time. Yes, that message is going to be different, but not really. I expect you to be playing in January, maybe even February this year.
1: And I think what the other element of that too is, it's fun to win for fans. That's the most fun. But it's also fun to be in this thing for fans. You know, to be it—it it, it gets old being talked about as one of the teams people expect to lose. You know, right now they're being talked about as one of the teams everyone expects will win, and that's a—that's fun, man. That—that—that's the fun of it is being one of the teams that people think is going to win. I, I. I I feel it already. You're out and about. We're out and about. You feel you you, sense, you kind of sense it already, don't you? That this is a you know, in fact, somewhere along the line they're going to lose a game they're supposed to win because everybody does. The, I mean, the Chiefs lost at the Colts, and when that happens, people are going to be roundly disappointed for that reason.
0: I, I think, in terms of looking at it as well, the Jaguars may have the best odds of any team in terms of winning their division. Uh, particularly if the Titans decide you know, they're going to go ahead and just launch into a, a rebuild. I mean, you look at, yes, the Chiefs are a dominant Super Bowl champion team. They've got the Chargers. They've got the Broncos, and uh, we'll see what happens with the Raiders, the Bills. You've got the Dolphins, the Patriots, uh, maybe the Jets if they find the right quarterback. Certainly, you know, Cincinnati faces a ton of resistance in the north with Baltimore, and I think Pittsburgh has figured some things out. It's going to be a tough team. Uh, maybe Cleveland with Deshaun Watson. Look at Philadelphia in the NFC East. You've got the Cowboys in there. The Giants made the playoffs. Uh, the, the NFC South, no one's any good. Uh, the NFC West, I, it's really hard to handicap that race. Uh, you'd think the 49ers are going to be the favorite, but the Rams <laughs> might come back. The Seahawks could certainly be uh, around. And, uh, you know, so I, I think when you look at it, and in the North, you've got what is Green Bay going to be? Detroit looks like they've found momentum. Can Minnesota? They're not going to win 13 games again, but can they win 11? I, every other division is—you can at least make some argument yeah. for one of many teams. And the AFC South—if the Titans do not land Aaron Rodgers—I don't know how anyone can make a case that the Titans are going to win that division. And you certainly can't make a
1: case for the Colts right. or Texans. Right, right. If if the Titans—if the Titans do not wind up with Aaron Rodgers or or anybody, then and if Tannehill comes back, there will be some people that play the card of, all right, Jacksonville did it one year. We saw that back in 17. They did it one year, too. It didn't last then. Let's see if they make it last this year. Not us. Outsiders will say that. And there's people that believe that the, the, again, this is kind of the same point I made about Florida FSU moment with the Hicken podcast and with you, is if you're a Tennessee fan, you're going to say, wait a minute. We just played that team. We played them at their place, a winner-take-all game. We pretty much outplayed them, and they made a play at the end of the game to win the game. We were playing really without a quarterback. Now, I don't necessarily believe that, but that's what if you're if you're if you're Titans fan, that's your that's your that's your opinion, right? Not if you're national guy. If you're Titans fan, I I,
0: I get that to an extent, but yeah. Jacksonville has so much more upside correct than what Tennessee has. Yeah, I mean, they were going to be better next year, no matter who won that game. Correct, yeah. and so that's where I think it gets really really tricky for Tennessee, and again. You've got to figure out quarterback. If it's Tannehill, then at best you've got I'd say an average starter. I yeah. uh, you're still you know counting on Derrick Henry to perform at, at MVP level, and he's getting up there to continue to uh, count right. on that. They don't have a lot of young other talent. Right. They're not. They're terrible along the offensive line. I uh, yeah. I mean I I think you'd have to be a pretty diehard. I I think nationally people if Tennessee doesn't make a huge splash and they could right you know tennessee could absolutely say we're going to go get aaron Rodgers. we're going to do whatever it takes and if they if aaron Rodgers ends up in tennessee yeah that changes the conversation it changes the conversation that yeah. becomes now a, a, a big time fight for divisional supremacy but uh, but sh- if that doesn't happen yeah. i don't think there's going to be many people around the nation
1: that are going to pick the titans to to beat the jaguars i totally agree let's take a break when we come back i got a thought about college basketball the gators and more stay with us this better?
2: I am a diehard Beatles fan. Not so much a Wings fan. Diehard Beatles fan. This song was
1: fantastic. The, uh, the Providence uh, Stallions brought the lumber with them today, or the, I guess, aluminum, as it were, in this day and age. They are swinging the bat. These are two good teams, by the way, Bishop Snyder and Providence. Providence, neither team scored in the first inning. Providence has a two-in runner on third and nobody out here in the second. And I mean, they have, they have knocked it around a little bit, so it's a good Providence team. Good Snyder team, too. They had the infield in there, so the runner could not score. A little one-hopper in a second made a diving stop. So um, so there's one gone here uh, in the uh, top of the second. Here's Brooks Hicken, our buddy Dan Hicken's son. So he gets his first at-bat of the year. That'll be kind of fun to watch. Is the um, shift
2: allowed in high school baseball? It is. It okay.
1: is. It is. Although nobody really does it. Nobody really does it in high school baseball or college baseball. So, all right, so I got a question about college basketball. Speaking of Brooks Hicken, Dan and I did this on the podcast today. We got talking about this. Florida played basketball for, and we've had these numbers before, but I want to make a point here. Flo, floor, that ball really driven to right field. Way back. Brooks Hicken just absolutely smoked one to right field. A double, a stand-up double in his first at bat. and wow. that ball was, That's the hardest that? hit ball of the day right there, by the way. the uh, That's pretty good. Sweet we, we We will get the uh, the media mogul over here to talk about that. I need an analysis of that. But, I mean, Brooks just absolutely smoked a, a one-hop double into the corner. How about that swing?
2: Could you hear that, Gibby? Did that come through on air?
1: Yes, very well. Okay, yeah, yeah, I, I had mean, a feeling. That's I mean, how that, well that well ball hit it was. was smoked by Brooks yeah. Hickens. So uh, Brooks is a good player. I mean, he's a good athlete. He, he really is. Uh, he's a he's a good player. So, is he
2: baseball over football? Which is his first. Uh, love? He
1: was a quarterback on their football team. Okay. I think he's going to try and play baseball in college. Okay. But uh, but I think he probably at one point he's talking about t- trying to do both. Okay. to go about. My guess is Brooks is going to wind up as a base. He's a good baseball player. Well, you just saw it. You just mm-hmm. saw it. I mean, that was a that was a frozen rope to right field. Uh, for Brooks Hicken, um, back to the point about Florida basketball. They've played basketball for, I think it's 101 years now. Okay. There's been 16 coaches. If you count Don Doe, Don DeVoe's what year and a half or whatever. And how could you not? Yeah. (laughs) So 16 years, they've played 101 years. They, I won't say ran off, but kind of ran off the second most successful coach they have ever had in Mike White. And a lot of people didn't want it. Okay. Um, Lauren, I think you may be in that group. I mean, you may be, you weren't you weren't a big Mike White fan, I guess. I was
2: not a Mike White hater by yeah. any means. I I, w- yeah. I never took to Twitter and said Mike White yeah, needs yeah. to be fired. Yeah, well, that's not I your style thought, anyway. Yeah. Right, but I just thought that the offense had gotten pretty okay. stagnant under Mike
1: White. He was the second most successful coach they've ever had. Correct. He, 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 okay. So, And now Todd Golden comes along. I've said this all along. It's not a very good basketball job, evidenced by the fact that they've had very little success. Never even went to the tournament till the late 80s. Um but they had this one magical coach for 19 years is one of the greatest p- coaches in college basketball history. So this really good AD hires this really good coach who goes to wins two national titles, who goes to four final fours, who goes to seven elite eights, who makes them one of the best programs in the country. Well, now he's gone. And I think another pretty good coach came in, but he's gone for whatever reason. We have that conversation all we want. So my question is what realistically, realistically, should fans expect that program to be? Not this year, next year. Big picture. Should you expect him to be top two or three in the conference because the one elite coach you had made him that? Or is that not realistic or is that not going to happen? Because, quite frankly, the other, the league started in 33, so it's been 90 years. So he made you elite for 19 of those, those 90 years. So the other 70 years, you've been a middle-of-the-pack SEC team. What realistically should the expectations be? I think the realistic expectations for the University of Florida in every sport
0: that they compete in should be top three in the SEC. End of story. And in men's basketball, okay, you're never going to catch Kentucky. I would never put that on a Florida basketball coach to say, you've got to have a better program than Kentucky. Uh, it's just – it. it would be – It would be unrealistic. It wouldn't be fair. I think everything else is in play. So now you can't expect it in his first year. uh, Right, that wasn't my point. But by year three, four, or five, yeah. I mean, I think the expectation should be to be top three in the SEC. I'm also interested in something else real quick. So you think Mike White was better than Lon Kruger? No, no, no. I said
1: most successful. Didn't say better. I said he's, he has more nerd he has the second most NCAA tournament wins in school history. He's got, Lon got more Kruger than Lon. stay long. You're right. Lon was only there, Lon left. So he's a and, and, uh, no, I think Lon Kruger's a better coach. Yeah. But my, his, I would take Kruger over him. Oh, I yeah, I would too. Okay. I, and I think most people Lon Kruger took five teams into yeah. Yeah. tournament, he's going he's a Hall yeah. of Famer. But I mean in terms of success at Florida, he won he won more tournament games than than Lon Kruger did. Then they Lon Kruger was there five years. He was there really six, if you count the year they didn't have it. So about the same amount of years. Now he inherited Billy's program. Yeah, if Lon, and Lon Kruger, didn't no question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I get all that. Yeah. But the, but the, but back to the point. Okay. What Because Lon Kruger left, and I, I mean Lon was one of my really good friends at the time. He never said it in these words, but I know Lon Kruger. In my opinion, left. He didn't get James Collins, who was 60 miles away, great great player. I think he left because he didn't think he could get it done at Florida. Now Billy came and did, but I think it's one of the reasons he left. I think I think he made the choice to leave kind of for those those reasons. Because I don't think he had those same – I mean, he left the minute Illinois called. Now, so, same question to you that I just asked Hayes. What what, what should the expectation be?
2: So, I think the SEC has gotten a lot better in men's basketball over the last five years. And so, I think that changes the expectations as far as the SEC goes. But I think realistic expectations would be to make the tournament every three out of four years. Okay no matter where you are in the SEC be you, may in the be, yeah, okay. you may be in the middle of the SEC yeah. and still make the tournament at the middle of the pack but yeah to make the tournament three out of every four years
1: I agree with you now let me ask you a second question so the a second question here in that same along the same same thing you think Florida's expectation should be top three in, in, the, the in the SEC okay what do you think the same exa- expectation should exist if LSU Auburn Alabama Tennessee Georgia Arkansas, Texas and Do so they all have the same expectations? I don't care. I mean, I, I, know, maybe, I, I think the
0: University I mean, apart of Florida from being is – well, I mean, I'm saying it is somebody who would view it as an athletic director. I mean, I think at the University of Florida, with all the advantages you have, yeah, I think you should be top three. Now, every school is going to be different. I think my expectations would be higher at Arkansas uh, than they would be at Georgia. Because Arkansas done has done it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and but, LSU
2: higher as well.
0: Yeah, but I mean – I I just I I don't buy that Florida should and I, I again I I would say you had that you had the guy that was making it three out of every four years you had Mike White right he was giving you that right but he was giving it to you as the SEC's eighth best program or, or sixth to eighth best program is a is a team that never contended for the regular season title and uh, you know but but would do enough to to get on the right side of the bubble more often than not. Um, I, I don't think that making a 68-team field uh, should be viewed as something that
1: is a special accomplishment right. for Florida. Right. I, in this day and age, I just don't think that that's – All right. But, again, you didn't answer my question. Let me ask you the same question. Auburn, Alabama, LSU, Georgia, Tennessee, Arkansas, A&M. Now, other than those seven schools, the other four or five don't have the same resources. But though, well Missouri, those eight schools, what should their – in your opinion, what should their basketball expectations be? Should they expect to be in the top three in the conference?
2: If they have a history of success in men's basketball, then they should have very high expectations and expect to be in the top three, yes.
1: Because they've done it before.
2: Because they've done it before. Because I think men's basketball, like we talk about with college football, it's a, it's a narrow window. And LSU certainly knows what it's like. Tennessee knows what it's like. Auburn has had some success with Bruce Pearl. Was Auburn ever in a fi- Final Four before Bruce Pearl?
1: Uh, I think Frank Ford and those guys went once, but not very often. Okay, I think so, yeah. Frank Ford. I think the Frank Ford team went. Once. Okay,
2: so I would say Alabama and Auburn expectations are okay. as high. Certainly Arkansas high expectations for men's basketball.
1: Okay, so but 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 so Billy changed and m not so much Billy because they haven't done it. Correct. Okay, because here's what. Let me tell you one thing. Billy had. Okay, Billy did not have those expectations. Now he created them. Right. Once he once he did it, they expected it over and over.
2: His predecessor had gone to a Final Four, but that's it.
1: Yeah, one time. Yeah. And then left two years later. Right. So. Nobody expected Billy Donovan to be the second-best team in the conference. Nobody expected that. Now, now, I can promise you I was covering the team at the time. You got this young guy. You hoped he'd make him a little bit better. Nobody, maybe Jeremy Foley did. But the expectations were never come in here, and if you can't compete with Kentucky, we're going to bring in the next guy. That was never the conversation. And I think it helped him that he didn't inherit those, those, those expectations. My opinion – so here's where I'm going with this. I disagree with Hayes. I, I, I think it would be great if Florida's top two or three in the conference. I don't think that's a fair expectation. I think that's a great hope, and I think that's a great goal. I think, to your point, the goal, you're never going to be Kentucky. The goal should be to be better than everybody but Kentucky. That's a realistic goal, but I don't think it's an expectation. I think they should have done this with Mike White, and I, think, and I hope they do it with Todd Gold. And I, don't, and I have no idea how good Todd Gold is a coach. I, I mean, recruiter, the whole thing. I don't know. But I hope people will settle down and say, listen, we're not Kentucky. We're not Duke. We're not North Carolina. We're not Kansas. We're not UCLA. We're not Indiana. We're not. We're not Villanova or Georgetown. Or, we're not. We're Florida. We're a football school. So let's get this good basketball guy. I he's a good basketball guy. Let's get this good basketball guy in, and let's relax a little bit and give him a chance, give him time and a chance to be what he can be, and let's have him have his four or five years. Rather than Twitter blowing up like I've already seen it blow up, but Golden's offenses are just like Mike White's offenses. Well, you don't, to your point, Hayes. You don't know what Golden's offenses are because he hadn't had the right people to run it. So my point is, I hope people just say, "We're not, we're not a, football, we're not a basketball school." So we got this young guy that might be a good basketball coach. Let's hope he can replicate what the other really good young basketball coach did when it wasn't a basketball school. Does that make sense? You don't have to agree with that point, but does that, that point makes sense. The, the it makes sense. Yeah. I think it's a little
0: self defeating. Yeah, I, I,
1: well, but if not, aren't you firing coaches every two or three years? I don't
0: think so. I yeah. mean, I because again, I'm I'm not saying I would fire if yeah. my if my coach was consistently top five. I wouldn't have fired yeah. Mike White. I got you. I, I got wasn't. You. I'm with you. I'm I have... wasn't upset he left, but I was I wasn't firing him. I mean, he was doing yeah. enough. I mean, I'm not saying I would fire yeah. a yeah. coach if they were consistently yeah. fourth or fifth in the league, but we were making the tournament. Yeah. But I, I think it is not unfair to expect Florida's men's back. Okay, you're not gonna yeah. we get you're not gonna take Kentucky. Kentucky but you can I can't give you one or two other schools.
1: Yeah, right. And then you can't you can't beat everybody else. Well, I can tell you this: seventy of the ninety years of the SEC, Florida's not been one of the top two. The only were that obviously one great year for Kruger, but they were only that during the Billy years. So the other seventy they weren't. So for me, I hope uh, now football I feel totally different. Even though football, they weren't either. I think the re- I think F- Florida has built-in advantages in football that the other programs do not have. I think they've got built-in advantages, proximity to the players. Um, yes, the history, the real history, uh, the amount of players in the NFL. I think they've got some history in in football and some op- the expectations in football. I think are very fair. In basketball, I see a difference. So we'll see. Well, we 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 see it. That's how I see it. I think, and I hope it, I hope it happens. I hope it happens like you can't imagine, but we'll see whether or not it does or not. We'll take a break. we got one segment left with Lauren Brooks. you got a giveaway and more. Stay with
7: us. It's a Nimnik Tuesday on the Frangie Show. Nimniked your friends in the car business since 1941. Darling, I
4: will be loving you.
2: Welcome back Bivy to the Framing Show on an MNIC Tuesday Live here at San Susie Baseball Heart Park. On Thursday, we will be at the Prime Osborne Heart Convention Center for the Jax International Auto Show. If you would like to go be caller number two right now at 641-1010, caller number two, and you will win not just a pair of tickets, but a pair of VIP tickets to the auto show. Looking forward to being there and certainly uh, having a great time here as well as Providence Leeds 3 nothing. Frank.
1: Uh, yeah, and hey, i got to ask you about this. Um, sure. The Range Rover? Your thoughts? $80,000 Range Rover? Well,
0: I mean, I'm surprised it's not a Ferrari. I mean, <laughs> after all, this is the Graham Mertz. I mean, um, Florida can't secure anything better for a guy that threw 19 touchdowns last year than
1: than, the, than this? Did I, did I tell you that? My, my, our friend Kevin Kaplan is coming out here um, on Friday. I had to call he and all the JOI surgeons. You Did I tell you that? Because, I, <laughs> because when, when this happened last night, whatever time it was, I quote tweeted it with Hayes's name on it so fast I might have pulled a thumb muscle. I, was, I, I didn't even know thumbs had labrum, I, 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 but Frank tore I, his. I tore a labrum in my thumb. I was torn between uh, quote tweeting it, calling him, or driving over to his house in tee and jumping up and down in the front yard. Oh, uh, For people that don't know, it's the inside joke. Hayes was not enamored with the acquisition of Graham Mertz from Wisconsin. I'm not sure well that's said. an inside joke. Yeah, and, uh, yeah right. Good point. And uh, well said. And uh, and so when he got the eighty thousand dollar Range Rover, I said, "This is too good. It's too good. Made made There's too much happiness. I had too much joy and happiness uh, when he got that." Imagine what they would have given Sam Hartman. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. So uh, um, the Hick and I talked about this too. i I told you guys this before. I'll say it again. I am weirdly confident that the football program is going to be in good shape. Whether whether Mertz is a good player or a washout, whether the next guy is. I am weirdly confident. that I've been saying this. I am weirdly confident that this guy is going to build this thing. I, I can't even put a finger on why. I just got this gut watching him talk, seeing the players are signing. I, I and again, I told you guys this yesterday. I was I had this weird feeling that Mike Norvell had changed FSU last year, and, I, and he did. Yep. I got a, and I don't know if it's this year that I have this same feeling. Do you have this feeling or no? Do you agree with me or disagree with me? I
2: like to wait until spring practice begins because, if you remember, two years ago I was not excited about Emory Jones because Florida was virtually never tweeting out videos of him throwing the football. And Mm -hmm. I thought, well, that's not a good sign for your quarterback. Uh, Last year I was the antithesis of of that. I was beyond excited for Anthony Richardson, thinking that he could be more like Jalen Hurts is for the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, which did not amount to that, obviously. Uh, so I'm going to wait until spring practice starts yeah. to roll around. You're gonna, talking
1: about next year. Yeah, I'm talking about the, certain, Every conversation this, yes. you're making is about how good the football – Correct. No, the, the 23 season will Yes,
2: go. before last season I was extraordinarily confident yeah. in Billy Napier. I'm a slightly less confident than I was when he was initially hired because of things we've talked about as far as clock management – and also his style of offense, which that's probably a big reason as to why Graham Mertz was pulled into the Florida program because that's a very similar style of offense that was being run at Wisconsin. They, Billy Napier wants to run the football, and Graham Mertz is certainly used to handing the football off. So I would say I'm, I'm a little less excited than I once was, but he can certainly win me back over yeah. uh, depending on how things go the next few seasons.
1: Yeah, so for me, and, and, and my comment has very little to do with the, the 23 season, now it's all in there together, Hayes. I mean, if you if you but if believe it's a Heisman campaign, well, there's that. But 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 being serious here, if you believe he's the right guy, then it's, he's he's allowed to be the right guy now, not in three years. Okay, so I'm so I'm not. But I just have this feeling. I never felt like Jim McElwain ever had it figured out. As much as I wanted Will Muschamp to have it figured out, as much as I rooted for him, he never figured out offense, and he got too chippy. He was so chippy that the anger and the chippiness kind of affected, I think, his team a little bit. Dan Mullen looked like a great play caller early on, but if we'd have paid closer attention, we could have seen he wasn't signing a lot of great players. So so I feel better about this guy than I have the others in, the, the, in a long time. I guess that's the point. We'll see, we'll see if, I'm, if I've lost my mind or not, but that's what I think. I think he's recruiting at a,
0: at a great level, and so I'm excited about the speed at receiver that he's acquired. I'm excited about the crop of defensive linemen that he has signed uh... he's just gonna need time and he's gonna need patience because you can't talk about the future of florida football in my opinion without mentioning how killer the schedules are the next two years and how killer this one was that he just played seven teams ranked in the top twenty five in your first year and now this year you're going to utah and then the year after that you're playing miami and ucf and florida state and probably a nine game sec schedule florida's gonna have to be patient with billy napier if they're patient with him They will be handsomely rewarded because he's recruiting at a high level. Uh, Graham just got a five-star, so he's got uh, a 2024 linebacker that is uh, a five-star on some services. DJ Lagway, the quarterback, is a five-star on some services. I think what you're going to see is, to me, it's starting to parallel a little bit. Lagway being Chris Leak. Lagway, you can tell the impact he's having in this recruiting class. I think Florida has to look at last year as year zero for Billy Napier. Now the three-year clock starts, and I think if you do that for Billy Napier, if you're willing to give him four years before you see exceptional results, I think Florida's going to be very happy with where they are in year five, six, and seven because he absolutely is bringing in elite kind of talent, but – it's one one group, one signing class of that is not going to be enough. I didn't love the Graham Mertz addition, but every other acquisition that he's made, I thought he did well in the portal overall. And his recruiting has a plan. And that's what Florida has not had under Mullen, McElwain, and Muschamp. He has a plan for it all. Muschamp had a great plan for recruiting defense. McElwain and Mullen had no plan at all. They just, It was a hodgepodge of players who they could get. And it never made a lot of sense, which is why the roster totally and just completely filled with tweeners. Billy Napier has a regimented, this is what I want each position to look like. And he has been able to recruit to that at a high level in one year. I think there's no reason to think it, it's not going to get better. Now, he's got he's to win at least, I think, six, seven games to keep the momentum going. Uh, he's not on the hot seat ESPN wrote this thing the other day you know coaches on the hot seat and they included Napier in it of course he is that's that's a, that's a really? farce it's of course, a total of farce he is. He's, he's one year he's the hot he, a total farce but, but that but
1: that is the that could yeah. I interrupted so
0: um so no I'm I'm very encouraged with where mm. Billy Napier's program is going but I am not expecting great success this year or next year I think it's 2025, and Florida, has to, Florida fans have to be willing to
1: let him get there. And let me ask you this, because I, no, I totally agree with what you just said. But let me ask you this question, theory. Is it possible, again and again, if, it's a, if this is a get-off-my-lawn moment, I apologize if I'm being an old guy, but, but, but it is a question. Is it possible in today's climate, and maybe it's not, but is it possible in today's climate that a guy can just be your coach? Not your coach that's on the hot seat. Not that your coach that has three no, years. No, it's the answer. It's not. Is it? Can you no. just be the coach? No. I mean, when I mean, he's our coach. I mean, yeah. I mean, Billy Don. You had to be built. Now Billy Donovan got to that point. Steve Spurrier yeah. got to that point. But you, do you have to be Spurrier, or, or do you have to wind up being Spurrier? Well, like right
2: now, Josh Heupel might fit that. Yeah. He, he's yeah. the first that comes to the top of my head. He's he's the coach right now. There's no hot seat in any way, shape, or form for Josh Heupel. They're yeah. not talking about him leaving for Tennessee anytime soon. So he kind of fits that. He's your coach because he had a really good season last year. Yeah. And, and, if so he had not he would absolutely be on the hot seat.
1: But hey, am I wrong? Can, can you be the? Can you just, can you just be our coach, or do you have to? Do you have to win so much before you can just be the coach? Yeah, I think you have to win
0: at a See, certain level before you can be the coach that where the hot seat never comes up. Yeah, like yeah. If Billy, or rare,
1: rarely comes up. I mean, yeah. even C. Spurrier, if he'd gone two and ten, it was coming up. But I mean, barring that, yeah. And and so Billy Napier is going to have to earn that. I yeah. I. I
0: think that that comes
1: with winning and there's, so, there's so other components
0: to it so what you
1: what we're saying now is used to be you had to lose enough to get yourself on the hot seat now you got to win to get off it
7: that's,
1: correct. that's what we're saying correct you know, right I mean now you got to win to get off the hot seat you, look at Mike he was you, on the hot seat I, I can't he was and, yeah. and anyone now that says he was in his role because I heard fans say he might not be the right guy he's got to win so many games in year three correct. I heard that from a lot of fans, fans that were smart that, that, that knew what they were talking about so so I guess that's the that, that's the topic is not just Florida, anywhere. When you get a job now, you have to – there's doubts. You are kind of guilty until proven innocent if you get a job now. You're, well, they're
2: making like $8 million, so it, it, I think it has been ratcheted up a
1: bit. Yeah, I, I guess. I, yeah, I, but, and but, fans
2: have a louder voice now than ever before, and well, that's
1: that continues. The, that's the bigger thing, is that it's, it was bad enough when message boards came around, but when message boards became social, then everything changed. And, and, and the world changed. The world changed when, when message boards turned into social media of the world, and that, and, that, and that changed the world. So uh, so we'll see. I, I, uh, I just – it just seems – and I, this is a, not a Florida comment. This is an everybody comment. It just seems like the minute you get a job and it doesn't go – something doesn't look right, someone's going, going on – to and I'll say this, and I, and I don't applaud him for this. I think he made a mistake by doing it. But make no mistake about this. Mike White left. Because he and his family were tired of getting trashed on Twitter. Whether he says that or not, I've talked to enough people that that, that are close. I don't know him, but I know an awful lot that are close to him and are close to the program and are involved with it. And I was told that he, his wife particularly, he has five kids. The wife, the kids got tired of him, dad, being absolutely ripped on, on social media. And they knew he was a good coach. They knew he was going to be able to get another job. Georgia covered it him for the day. He, Greg McGarrity told me that. That Josh Evans, uh, or Josh, what's his Brooks. name? Josh Brooks covered it him for the minute he got the job, and so you got this guy that that is a good coach, knows he can get other jobs pretty quickly, gets tired of hearing the social stuff and left. Now, now there's also the thought Hayes be stronger than that. Okay, we all get ripped on Twitter. We are, we get ripped on Twitter. So, so obviously be stronger than that. But I do think it influenced his decision. Yeah, and look, he was probably one mediocre year away
0: from being fired. So if, you know, Georgia is going to come along and offer you an attractive package, uh, it makes sense to to take it. And, you know, again, I I don't know that Mike White believed he had a great team returning. uh, And so it made sense for him to go ahead and – you know, I, I wouldn't say take the easy way out, but certainly yeah. go ahead and say I. I see the writing on the wall. I'm not appreciated here, and I don't see that changing because I don't think I'm going to produce a, a Final Four team anytime soon. I, uh, you know, and, and so again, you know, getting back to Napier in Florida, it's ironic, but Mike Norvell's success might actually help Napier because Florida and Florida State obviously they look at each other uh, as the bar and i think if napier struggles this year which i think he's going to because i think the schedule is just really difficult uh i think florida if if mike norvell really does become a guy that consistently wins nine or more uh then i think florida state is going to be lauded for their patience with him and i think that florida would be well served to follow that model particularly if If Billy Napier gives you a top seven recruiting class this year, even if he's seven and six, I I mean, you got to extend them. Because if if he keeps doing that, eventually the ten wins and and more seasons are coming. That's what history tells
1: you. Something you you said is true but sad. You said something very true but sad to me. You said FSU's patience with Mike Norvell – is a good cuz it's 100% true. Is a good template for how people should be patient with their coaches get paid off, right? Here's the sad thing to me, not cuz you not cuz anything you said. It's sad that year 3 is patience. It's sad that we're calling and we are. I'm with you, Hayes. It's sad that we're calling letting him have year 3 is patience. You see my point? I mean, it's, it's yeah. sad that, and maybe I'm just old guy and I can't accept that's where we are but it's sad that having letting a guy have year 3 is regarded as patient. Yeah, I don't
0: think anybody's ever going to get 5 years before an opinion is yeah. is made anymore. I yeah. think I think verdicts yeah. are going to be coming you know quicker and and Lauren, you know, obviously hit on it the yeah. the financial commitment to these coaches is yeah. so large right. and and you've got to extend them. Yeah. Uh because you kill them in recruiting if you don't. So yeah. it's it's one of those sayings of, you know, do you do you extend somebody who you don't know is the answer? Uh, or do you just go ahead and, and fire him and try and yeah. get the next the next big
1: thing? And I will say this. One thing you said you think Mike White knew one more bad year he was out. Could be true, could be not true. The people that I'm close to down there that are very involved in it said it was not, not even close to true, that no matter what people said on Twitter, they were nowhere near running off Mike White. The fact was that he was winning a tournament game every year. They thought he managed the Keontae Johnson thing brilliantly and still got to the tournament and won a game that year. They thought he was recruiting at a good level, and they would have had a. So I'm told he. There were nowhere. Twitter may tell you differently, but I'm told by people there that Scott Strickland was nowhere close to turning on Mike White. But they weren't close yeah. to extending him. Yeah, them. well, that I don't know, but I'm just you what I was told that he was. Yeah. There were nowhere close. That there was no. That he was. That he was told that he's in no way. Now you make a good point. Maybe the evidence is if that's the case, why not a six-year extension or whatever? Right. And, and and I don't know that answer. That's a fair point. But I'm telling you what I was told. I was told yeah. that that was that was that was never that he left because he got tired of hearing it, and he got tired of hearing it, and then his wife got tired of hearing I, it. So I listen. don't think Florida was ready to break up. Yeah, but I don't think they were ready to get married. I hear yeah. you. I hear you. So no, I'm <laughs> with you. So 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 we'll see. All the right. ring wasn't big enough. So uh, <laughs> you heading off? You Heading out? What are you doing? Grabbing dinner?
2: I have dinner at the radio station, yeah. but I have to plan the show. Yeah, it's, so it's, that's it's, what I'm going right. to do. All right, so you take
1: it. You got helmets and heels coming up in an hour. Well. It certainly won't measure up. But we do have a replacement. Okay. I think we drop down. We go from big leagues to I would say double A single A. Okay. Yeah. But medium mogul Dan Hickens gonna stop by. So uh, so he's gonna have your SOA. He heel and walk.
2: I can't share a, obviously a show together ever no. since, you know, the whole like Danny and the heel tones thing <laughs> went down. We, we <laughs> that no ended it all. Can work that together. ended the
1: relationship. So all right. Have a good time with Helmets and Heels. Thank you. We will see you tomorrow. When we come back, our, our buddy Dan Hickens gonna join us. Stay with us. <laughs>
7: It's a Nimnik Tuesday on The Frangie Show. Nimnik, your friends in the car business since 1941.
1: We thank our friends from the Nimnik family of dealerships. Nimnik Chevrolets on Cassett, Nimnik Viewers GMC on Phillips Highway since 1941, the go to for cars in this market. Frangie and Carline, Lauren Brooks, headed back to the station. She gets set for helmets and heels, which begins at uh, 6 o'clock. So we traded down, Carline, because what we did. You did. <laughs> It's a big trade down. The media moguls here. They also, you know,
5: uh, smells better when Lauren's around. It does. I Looks mean, better, smells better. It's cheerier. It's uh, uh, cheerier, yeah, better yeah. disposition. Yeah. Good to see did you, she, buddy. Thank nice you. Thank beautiful you. day.
1: Great, yeah. out, great isn't event. It just, isn't, thank you for Glad that. Glad to be here finally. I am. Pro- I know you've tried for years to negotiate I with the I Stallions. I really we're did. We're a tough <laughs> buy. We finally got uh, Providence in here, uh-huh. and uh, we're excited about it, and it's a beautiful day, Dan. You know how proud we are of this field. Oh, God. It's so good. So we're proud. And, uh, by the way, number 22, uh, just just bounced one off the right corner. Was that okay for you, or did you, c- you want to criticize that? No, okay. we're not
5: criticizing that one. That was exciting. It was exciting. We we're, we're pumped for him. That was uh, –
1: I think we might get in a bat here during the uh, I think, segment. I think oh, right. so. I saw – I got to see Brooks Hicken when he walked out. What a nice kid. What a, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure glad he's like his mom. He's a, Amen. He's a real what – what I'm, I'm not joking about it. What a yeah. nice kid Thank he you. is. What a, what, a, what a nice young guy. Yeah, we're proud of him. And he roped that thing now. I mean, he roped yeah. that thing. So, yeah. so, tell me, are you a dad – what's it like being a dad of a, like this? Is it nervous? I'm It's ser- a serious question.
5: I get more nervous. Honestly, I get more nervous in baseball than football. Yeah? Yeah, I don't know why. It just – you know, you live and die with every bat, man. I don't it's just weird. Baseball's weird and then if he ever pitches, you know, he has a proclivity to be a little wild. Yeah.
1: yeah. And so <laughs> you just sit That's there. Just, really nerve wracking.
5: It's tough, man. Football I kinda didn't feel that way. I don't know. It was different. So um but yeah, it's it's listen, all these kids are baseball, you know this, you love this stuff. They're so good. Yes. I mean, there's so much talent out there, man. Uh i just can't get over how good the players are you know yeah, I totally agree yeah. absolutely Does I saw you visiting with the O'Neills. you know them Liam yeah. our yeah. first baseman is a stud
0: that's awesome he hit
5: some rockets man yeah
0: they Tom and uh Christy were telling me he's going to Queens and yeah in, a son to play yeah yeah, yeah D1 cool. um what's uh what's Brooks doing Does he, we don't, he, don't know okay. we don't know
5: yet we think um he's definitely kind of switched over to that's baseball season so he's yeah. all into baseball so I think he can Maybe do some JUCO baseball somewhere. Has he considered
1: both, Dan? For people that don't yeah. know, Brooks is the quarterback at Providence last year. He's yeah. a good player. Is he? And he and he's, we're not talking about a five nine hundred and pounds good high school quarterback. He's a big kid. He's got a yeah. big arm. So he could play both. Has he considered both? He did. He did, and he does. And he's,
5: you know, he, um, he is a big kid, but he's also genetically challenged, Frank, at Hayes. Uh, <laughs> they take a look at his daddy and this 60 <laughs> year old
1: dumpy guy and they go whoo <laughs> uh, but but he but he's taking baseball now
5: yeah he yeah he's it? all into it so he's excited and uh well you know tommy boss our very very new well. skipper's been great and, he's, uh,
1: he's just fantastic
5: tough transition year in your senior year and but it's been fun man and providence has been good to brooks and He's enjoyed his time there, and this is it for him. His last uh,
1: last year. Well, One so. of and he's coming up right now. Oh, here so we're he is. Not going to distract Dan too much, but I'll tell you this: mm-hmm. as, uh, as as his Junior walks to the plate here, mm-hmm. a lot of these coaches, and I know you know this because Dan and I talking an off lot off air about this stuff. But yeah. a lot of these coaches are great walk off coaches. Yeah. These two guys here. Yeah. Zach Osbeck. I know you Snutter, love Zach. Yeah. Do, and Tommy Boss is right there. Well, he, yeah. he he never misses. He comes out. He supports us. And uh, so it's great stuff. All right, let's watch this together. Yeah, see what absolutely. we got here. Twenty-two steps to the plate. Give me a little play-by-play, Frank. He's to the belt and the delivery.
5: Ball it. Oh, he thought he. Oh, he got, oh he got hit. That's no good. No, that's we're not no here good. to get he, hit. He was hit by a <laughs> we're ball. His swing hit in the fuzzy. He, I don't like his attitude. He, I'm going <laughs> to criticize. Fake it. It didn't hit you.
1: <laughs> You're fine. Don't even walk towards Brooks first. Is, Brooks has had two plate appearances. <laughs> He's seen two pitches. Yeah. He had a breaking pitch. Blasted it! By the way, I thought he might have left the yard when he hit it. I had a when, little hole when, 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 when he hit it. I thought he might have left the yard. It was deep to right. Then and, and it one hopped the fence for a double. Yeah, and that at bat, he just got hit in the foot. One, so he's seen two pitches. Yeah. So Dad came all he's the way. of it. Dan came out of the way from 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 the from the comp Pablo, San Pablo you might compound. Get
5: me. Hey, you might get me for some of this. The nightcap. Yeah. How about that? I it's, got Fletcher and uh, Trinity. Yes. Yeah. See, it's a fantastic. Ooh, game. Yeah. I, mean, I like that.
1: I, and, I, and you made a good point. What you said there's. The, the the level of baseball, Dan, and I'm serious about this. Uh-huh. The level of baseball is fantastic. Well, let's just
5: you know these two teams alone. There's Division One all over uh, the our, place. Our, our third baseman is going to pitch at UNF. Yep. Our Liam, who you know is is going to Queens. Our catcher's going to Queens. Yeah. Novi, our right fielder, just committed FSCJ. Um, our, our shortstop, uh, Waz, yeah, is uh, Daytona State. Okay. So I mean we're senior laden, but they they've all. I tell you what's been great too, and this is the beauty of baseball, man grew up together playing yeah yeah you told me that you know it's just and been this so whole much group's fun. been together you yeah were, you were telling
1: me when i came out to watch providence yeah. last year dan was kind of giving me the the lowdown. Yeah. And yeah they've all been together for a while yeah they, they cool. have the
5: senior group has been so And they've played on a lot of teams together growing up it's it's I, I tell you what and you guys know this we you know you're you're we love sports man we live for sports but when you watch your kid, it's yeah. a little different, you know. It's
1: it's just different. I'll, I'll tell, you, let me tell you a story. You about make that. deals with God. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, absolutely, you do. No matter what, God, and I'll make good on it, God. I I can tell you this story, that I um and and you think about pitchers, pitchers for sure, because they got to throw it over, right? right? But I can tell you a story about that, that, and the, I knew uh, the the Ellers. Uh-huh. And they were their son Matt Eller. Okay, was a kicker at Bishop Kenny and went right. on to be a kicker at Illinois. Wow! And, he, and, he, and he, he, I remember he made a forty-yarder to beat Iowa twenty-seven twenty-four back wow. when Jeff was there ten years ago. Yeah. And Jan Eller told Mike and Jan Eller, wonderful family. Uh-huh. And Matt was a really good kicker in college. Uh huh. Um, and but he's kicking in the Big Ten. He's trying to beat Michigan with field goals and Ohio State. He's a good kicker now. But she said, "I never thought about this." She said, "Nothing in my life, nothing yeah. was harder." They'd be the mom of the, the kicker. Yeah. With a in a 70,000 seat stadium. Ooh. When you're running out Ooh. there in a 2420 game <laughs> or 2423 game, she said it's awful. Yeah. I I mean she I mean I never I know, and know was one of the sweetest ladies I've ever known, but but yeah. when she said she said Frankie's just she said I can't. She said I'm proud of my son. I'm proud of everything he's done. But well, he started the runners on 2 and 2 right there, just so you know. Tommy I mean, Boss. Yes, he did. Um aggressive. But, but she said, it was just awful. She yeah. said, everyone's looking at you, but they don't want to look at you. Yeah. You understand stands with all the other parents. Yeah. And she said, I mean, it was a great story. You don't think about that. She said, and if he makes it, he's the hero and everybody's hugging me. If he misses it, they want to console me, but they don't know what to say to me. Mm-hmm. You know? I know. I mean, I mean, and I guess being a, a pitcher, again, my, my kid didn't play sports, so yeah. I can't relate. But I would
5: think, same thing. Oh, man. it's 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 tough. It's tough. And you just, you know, you just cherish the moments man cherish the moments they start the runners again
1: they better get back pop up better get back they should have time to guess an infield fly so he's out out anyway the ball dropped lost in the sun but it was an infield fly yeah so
5: uh but yeah so anyway it's it's just been you know it's been a blast watching these guys do their thing and you know all the mistakes i made on my older son Drew. I tried not to make on my younger son, Brooks.
1: <laughs> you know, where, Drew was
5: the you, test case. Yeah, God Drew, bless him. Poor Drew, you know, had the old man screaming at him. What are <laughs> you doing? Use your – I don't know what I'm doing. Today. Use your legs. What does that mean, Frank? Use your legs. Uh, t- yeah. <laughs> there was one game I was screaming at him. He was probably 11 or 12. I'll never forget this, Frank. Use he, your legs, he, he said. He, he, stops, he stops in the middle. And he just looks over at me and puts his hands <laughs> in <there. laughs> Like,
1: okay. Yeah, I can tell you. I'm, I'm an ass. See, uh, I, I coached for 17 years, yeah. as you know. Yeah, you never uh, use that 11, term. 11 and 12 for a while, 13 <laughs> and 14, and then American Legion. Uh-huh. There's nothing better than the parent who wants to tell you how to coach the kid. Oh. There's nothing better than, oh. than that guy. You know, Frank, I think he's dropping his elbow. <laughs> <Is that okay? laughs> I think when he throws his curveball, he's dropping his elbow. Little, oh, my gosh. Little, but... Oh, nice, oh, nice play. scoop. Yeah, good yes, scoop. it was a good scoop, and that'll be the second out That's of the inning. That's the uh, pitcher over at first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's good, though. He's way. good. He, he's he, got some velo, huh? Yeah, yeah, he does. 3-1 score, by the way, here. That's yeah, a good out- game. It's a good game. And I'm telling you, yesterday, two terrific games. Inglewood beat Eulie in a walk-off 6-5. Yep. And then Stanton and Riverside played an 8-6 this, game.
5: This is a perfect, uh, you know, Preamble to the season, and so it's great because it's a mini tournament in itself. That's right, right? And so you get two games in, but you got, but it's it's heightened. It's a little bit more. It gets the juices flowing. So it's been, and you matched up team, you kind of even teams. We tried to do that, which I think is smart, and you you know what you're doing on that. So that's been great. It's just a, yeah, you know, congratulations, man. And I will tell, I'll tell folks out there if you're in
1: the area, whatever. Come by and watch my it's beautiful. It's beautiful a beautiful day. day. The park looks great and it's good teams. And you're right. We we try to pair up the pools yeah. where all the games yeah, are competitive. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and we try to do that, but it has been good play. And I appreciate your comments. Dan. No, it's oh, man, a, it's, it's, it's uh Dan's been supportive of Walkov oh, since yeah. the day we lit and so has Hayes. Hayes is, and Lauren have been very supportive of and, and let me say this. Uh-huh. Our boss. Steve Griffin lets yeah. us come out here every time. Yeah. He's been supporter from the. By the way, Griffin named it Walk Off. By the way, Did you know that? No, I tell you that. I was Griffin. I, ah. I was talking to Griffin at lunch one day, and I said, it "Clicked." I got this charity, and it's a baseball uh-huh. charity, and I'm not sure what it is, but I think I know what it is. We're trying to help kids in the inner city play baseball, and I don't know what. And he goes, "It's Walk Off Charities." And I said, "You know what?"
5: What I, want what, you, what I want you two to see is a base hit up the middle, and I want to see the big fella try <laughs> yeah. to score from second. <laughs> Brooks Hicken leading off. That's what I want. Okay. I he, want a base hit because I want you to see the big fella put the a, Jets on.
1: He's got his lead <laughs> and the pitch. All All right. Right. Ball inside. It's going to be a three-one count. I kind of want to see, I do, I see yeah. it too. We're yeah. going to stay right here. Nah, you, you JJ, stay with us. We're going to stay <laughs> here for a while. Can't <laughs> take here. the catcher out anymore. No, right? No. No, right. No. no. And that's a good thing for the catcher because no. uh, yeah. <laughs> <'cause laughs> the big the big fellow is about six-two. I'm guessing two and a quarter. Yeah, he's <laughs> about <laughs> <laughs> two twenty. Okay, Okay. You know what? You need him to. The catcher wants him to slide. Yeah, he does. And that is a call strike. That's two. Don't take off there. Don't take off. I
5: also again is as a. I watched this and one of the Snyder kids did it and our kid just did it there. Uh, one of the Snyder kids on a three three ball count. Yeah. Thought it was ball four, flipped the bat. Yo, you know, you know. If I'm the ump the next one, you could throw it anywhere. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> right. You're sitting down. So uh, three two <laughs> count, there
1: is a base <laughs> open here. Yeah. Uh, two outs. We want to see if Brooks Hicken can score from second on a single instead of ball loaded four. Up. So they're now loaded. We're gonna stay. We're gonna keep Dan here until the inning ends. Do it. Okay? Come on, Dan's gonna stick around till the inning ends here. Bases full of Stallions. Oh, we've got Young Novi coming up. Okay, is this a good player? Novi's
5: good. Novi hit real well. He's going FSCJ. He's our right fielder. Okay. And uh, he has got good power. Providence has
1: a good. These are two good teams. Though. Oh yeah, these these are two good teams. Yeah, he's a he's a big kid
5: too. Yeah. You know, we got some big kids on our team. Yeah, and yeah, we got we got your guy Liam on deck. Yeah, so nice. Hey, Hayes,
1: Hayes has got on next? Okay, so we're in, we're in the three four right now All here. Right. So so uh, bases are loaded. Yeah, and a three to one game. Providence yeah. trying this to this is a break open lead. moment right here. They we got to go break get the game this right open here. here.
5: That's a ball high. Oh, That's a tough one to take. They, I like
1: yeah. that. Here is one thing I've noticed: two games mm-hmm. in a row. Our friend Fran Delaney, the JUA people, they're so good. Yeah, they donate three umpire crews, and they, and they have college umpires out here. Oh, right? they've been good, and they and they donate these. Three oh teams. yeah, they're so good. But one thing I've noticed is we're not getting the high pitch, and I like it better. I don't think the high strike's oh, yeah. a strike. I've always said, okay. They say uh, under the arm pitch. Not really. I don't care. I don't <laughs> care. What, I don't care what the rule book says. Not a strike. <laughs> Do you think it's a strike? That was a little high. Yeah, it was, not was a, a strike. The ball. The, I mean, these umpires. You know, the the empires know what a strike is and what a strike isn't. So, one zero 0 count. Bases loaded. Bases full of stallions. 3-1. Providence leads Bishop Snyder. Oh, this is good. And they bat in Ace the top half line.
5: of four. We got a three-man booth Here's working right here. Oh. oh. This
1: one's popped into short right field. that infield field. fly? That's trouble. You know, that, oh, he's got it. It's uh, two outs, so the infield fly rule would not be in effect. But that is the That's third. it. We didn't get any I runs. You did not get any runs. Son of a beast. Get, you got hit. So, hey, um. You're the best. Thanks for coming by. Oh, well, man. Well, I love me, you guys. Give me a quick, uh, quick, uh, give me 30 seconds on how good the Jags are going to be. You buy into this, turn the corner? Because I do. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's exciting. I'm so happy. It. It's exciting. Such an
5: it. optimistic offseason. Everything, everywhere we look, like if you like to gamble, Vegas odds. Yes. If you like to look at the power poles, we're in the top 10 instead of like three something. <laughs> three two. Yeah, right. Three right, one. Right. right. Three yeah. oh. So we're. You know, uh, one of the things I was telling the fans is don't get all caught up in the the free agency stuff this year. Just think of who we're going to keep, and then we'll sort of react in the draft, but it's not – those days are gone. We're a good football team now that just has to move a couple shell pieces and continue to grow with Trevor, you yeah. know.
1: And that's and a fun – that makes the season fun. Tomorrow's fun.
5: Calvin Ridley day. Yeah. Right? He Is right. that right, Hayes? Does he yeah. get reinstated tomorrow? Well, he won't get reinstated tomorrow, no? but he can apply. Okay. He, he applies. It, it'll take – I don't care. I'm calling it Calvin yeah, Ridley yeah, day yeah, in yeah, the I morning. I am too. I am yeah. I'll say Frank, Hayes, and Lauren will have that for you I, to, later <laughs> on today. I think right. we uh, should uh, go pick at the league office.
0: That's right. We want to know. Yeah, if we don't have a decision. Read the paper. answers. Read answers we need right. answers. <laughs> Thank you, the best. Thank you, appreciate you, coming appreciate
1: you guys. Uh, we're live at San Susie. Back in a moment on 1010 XL and 92.5 FM. Get up, get up, get up, get up.
7: It's a Nimnik Tuesday on the Frangie Show. Nimnik your friends in the car business since 1941.
1: We have a fantastic game going on here. I mean, we have had three really good games. Well, yesterday. Inglewood 6-5 over Uli. They walked them off. Uh, the nightcap, Stanton 8-6 over Riverside in a game that went back and forth a little bit. And now today, Bishop Snyder versus Providence. Providence leads Hayes 3-1 in the bottom of the fourth. But Snyder's got a little something going. Uh, runners on first and second. Nobody out as they try and get even in this thing. Looks like they're going to try and bunt him over. But this, uh, we've had great – what a really great start game. to this tournament.
0: Absolutely. Really fun games. Uh, three for three so far. And uh yeah, that Trinity Christian Fletcher game tonight at seven could be uh phenomenal as well
1: yeah, really well we've never had Trinity out here before, and Trinity, by the way, is coached by Jonathan Murphy, who's daniel Murphy's brother, one of the all time good guys I mean you, you know what a good guy mm-hmm. Murph is yeah the, this Jonathan just as nice a guy he I mean, he's really gentle spirited really good dude, so so no, so two really, really, really good guys out here, so meanwhile, a pretty good ball game going on here as we uh kind of continue along let's talk about Calvin Ridley for a second. Um, he can file for reinstatement tomorrow? Correct. Is that, and so so tell me, take me through that process. How does that work?
0: It, it, it's like anything. It'll take time. It's not as quick as, as we would like it to be, uh, but really it doesn't have to be. Um, Doug Peterson sort of laid it out perfectly in the season-ending wrap-up press conference. Uh, the Jaguars aren't going to be able to do anything anyway until April 17th. I think the expectation is Ridley applies for reinstatement tomorrow or or at some point this week, and uh, He'll probably be reinstated sometime in mid to late March would be my guess uh, well in advance of the off-season program uh, starting on April 17th. So don't get nervous. You know, if, if you don't hear anything about it for a couple of weeks, that's just how the league operates. But I have no doubt that Calvin Ridley will – uh, be reinstated and be reinstated well in time to participate if he chooses to in the uh voluntary off-season program starting April 17th.
1: And I wonder what that will mean. I mean, I wonder if he'll I mean, I wonder how I wonder how that affects. It. We've all, we've all talked about it since the minute the deal was done, but now we're getting close. Now now the off-season program's coming. There'll be some OTAs. We'll get to see, I would imagine, we'll get to get a feel for how he factors in, right? I mean, what 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 it means having him I mean i think I think we're gonna get a real don't you think i mean we're yeah gonna, and, and I mean conventional thinking is that they don't bring back marvin jones Kirk. they they ha they they already have traded for Ridley, and that the four just goes from being from being Jay Jones and Kirk and Ingram and Marvin. To be in those three and Ridley, is it that simple? I mean, it, at least for today, it seems like it probably is, right? Yeah, I think it's that. I, I think it's
0: that simple. Jamal Agnew, they have a little bit of a decision on, but I think ultimately they decide to keep him at five million a year. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be Kirk, Ridley, Zay Jones, and Agnew. I think are your four, uh, and then we'll see what they do in the draft. I, I and Ridley's going to participate. I mean, it's voluntary, but I can't imagine he's not going right. to participate having been off for so long. Oh, and it seems so, like he,
1: every time you see him tweet or anything, yeah, he's, he's, he's excited. excited about So,
0: this. So the Jaguars are going to have about 10 days to assess what they have in Calvin Ridley, which is key uh, before the draft because, look, there could be a receiver there it in you know in the first round that the jaguars like by the way the nfl sent out the draft order just about an hour ago they have the jaguars 25th behind the vikings who went 13 and 4 so someone's going to have to explain that to me um so i i don't know why that is so again the league just sent something out saying that the jaguars right. are going to pick 25th which i don't understand that so uh, i'm i'm trying to get some uh some clarification on that but but regardless, I think it's good for the Jaguars. They're going to get a chance to see Ridley. What kind of a shape shape is he in? Does he look like the player that uh, had the 1,300-yard season and uh, nine touchdowns in 2020? And you know, if they feel like he is, then maybe receiver gets you know pushed down a little bit uh, on on the on the needs list because if you've got a Ridley like he was playing uh, before the injury. And you've got obviously Christian Kirk and Zay Jones. You know what they can do, and you're bringing Ingram back. Then I don't know that you need to invest too high in receiver. But if you know if they get a look at Ridley in 10 days, and there's considerable rust, and doesn't maybe look like the guy that they were hoping, uh, you know, then obviously you might go receiver in, in, in the first round there. Because again, if if there's there's some players that are being projected to drop into the second round at that spot. I uh, I saw Quentin Johnston the other day was projected to be a mid-second rounder. I mean, I, that seems ridiculous. Uh, I the Ohio State uh, speedster that was hurt this year, uh, Smith and Jigba, uh, I've seen available. There there's there could be a player there that uh, that's awfully tempting for the Jaguars. But if Ridley looks like he did prior to the injury and then consequential suspension. I just don't see how the Jaguars are going to take a receiver there.
1: Do you sense that they'll be active at all in free agency beyond the guys that played in their uniform wore their uniform last year? I wouldn't think, because uh, I I because think they're going to sound somebody, but
0: yeah, I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't think it's going to be. I mean, this this is sort of where they're at. I mean, if 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 you bring back, let's say just for the sake of the argument, you bring back Ingram, Taylor, and Key, well, you're basically bringing back of your 53 man roster. You're bringing back already probably 40 guys, right? Uh, I mean, they've got some free agents that they're not going to bring back, like you know Marvin Jones and uh, you know Dan Arnold and, and guys like that. But y- you don't have that many spots to start with because I think you like your team and uh, and you've got eight draft picks and you got to figure of the eight draft picks. By the way, none of those eight are or none of those are in the seventh round, right? So you're talking about eight draft picks that are all in the first six rounds. Well, those guys should have a pretty good opportunity. To make your club you would certainly want them to they're cheap it's a four year deal uh, so it, it can really help you out so so they don't have a ton of spots if uh, so i I would be surprised if they're incredibly active in free agency in terms of acquiring talent that's not already in jacksonville
1: yeah i uh and, and and like you said a lot of it has to do with what they signed those three guys, but you know this there are going to be some free agents that are here that weren't on the team last year it may be depth it may be because I, cause I'm trying to think if you think right now of this football team what they were and, and Hayes if you really try and think to yourself what 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 do they have that was not on the team last year where a guy could come in and start well where are a guy come in and start for the football team that was not on the team last year well if they bring back all their guys running back set I'm talking about starters not depth mm-hmm. yeah. Run, running back obviously a set I um, Left guard, maybe. Okay. Um, um, I'm assuming Man hurts. If Man hurts is back, then then the big tight end is set. Uh, with Ridley there, I think. I don't think. I don't think there's any way they bring in a starter receiver. Um, defensively, possibly outside corner. Although you're paying Darius Williams, but that doesn't mean you can't upgrade there. You know, possibly outside corner. If you bring back Sean, I don't think there's a safety spot. Um, nickel for sure. Ni- nickel, nickel might be the glaring one. because yeah. I'm trying to th-
0: now. Well, and again, what do you do with Trayvon Walker and yeah. Devin Lloyd? And a lot. And yeah, does that movement yeah. create maybe a a spotted start? If you're gonna move Possibly. Trayvon Walker up, yeah. then maybe do an you outside need linebacker. To now go get an outside linebacker. Well,
1: yeah, the truth is, you probably would. Uh, having said that, if, if Trayvon, if Trayvon Walker. If you stay, you know, there's a lot of ways to do that, but if you truly keep the same defense, like really do, like you don't change your structure, and you change Trayvon Walker's position, I don't think it'll be that simple. I think you might see them move him down more, but not really change who they are. But if they do stay who they are and, and change his position, oh well, yeah, then you need an outside linebacker. And then because I'm trying to think, what would the we all talk about what they will draft? That's still premature until you know what they've signed in free agency. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's kind of hard to. Have a conversation about what they might draft if you don't know what, what they're doing in free agency. So it'll be, it'll, I'll tell you this: it'll be a dynamic and interesting postseason, without question, without question.
0: It's going to be great. It's good. the Jaguars are operating from a position of strength, and we're just not accustomed to that around here. And 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 really, they're they're coming at it from even a, a greater position of strength than the twenty uh, uh, seventeen off season, the off season after they went to the AFC title game. So I guess the off season heading into to the 2018 season because, again, you you weren't sure about quarterback. You thought Blake Bortles might be the answer, but now you know you've got that. So you've got that. The league knows you have that. Players want to be around that. And uh, and so it, it puts them in a situation unlike any that they've been in in, in a very long time where, I mean, they absolutely can take uh, really any path, and it w- it would be one that – I think would be really beneficial when you're talking about that first-round pick, second-round pick, the combination that they want to go there. The key is getting back the the, the key three free agents, right. at least getting two of those three. And if they're able to do that, then they're off and running.
1: Uh, my buddy, Our buddy John Dever, who does a terrific job with PR at Jags, just texted me. The Jags are listed 25th, but the Dolphins forfeit their first-rounder in 23, so the Jags are still picking 24th. Now, that doesn't answer your question is, why are the Vikings ahead of them? That's one of the questions you would ask. But the Jags are going to pick 24th. Okay, good. Because the Dolphins have forfeited. Thank you, John, for that. Uh, so the Dolphins have, have forfeited their pick. So the Jags will pick 24th in the upcoming draft. Meanwhile, here at San Susi, uh, they pitched down to some trouble. The, the Snyder Cardinals scored once, but it's 3-2. to Another terrific game here in the walk-off Charities High School Classic. But we've had three fantastic games. And it look like we're headed for yet another good finish. We'll take a break. One segment to go on the program. This is 1010XL at 92.5 FM.
7: It's a Nimnik Tuesday on the Frangie Show. Nimnik, your friends in the car business since 1941.
1: Frank Frangie, Hayes Carline. Hayes the... Did JJ just drop Al Green on us on a Valentine's night? Are JJ you kidding me? Is ready. Yeah, they were not afraid. He's not at all. Al Green, I might just walk out, yeah. out of here. My wife's That's at home. I mean, did you, can you finish the show? <laughs> okay. JJ just dropped Al Green here. Okay. On oh, a mighty JJ, I got a show to finish for crying out loud. Here, the world. Uh, I'm glad you're with us on uh, this Valentine's Day edition of the uh, program. We're here at San Souci Baseball Park, where uh, Providence leads Bishop Snyder three to two. Providence bats in the top of the fifth. It's our third straight. Very good game here. We're excited about it. The uh, second day of the Walk-Off Charities, a high school baseball classic. Let's talk a little more Jaguars. Hayes with a thought. All rise. Now, Hayes Carline's closing argument. Hear ye, hear ye, hear ye. Presented by the personal injury law firm of Harold
7: & Harrell. Order.
1: It's never too
0: early to talk wins and losses is it when it comes to the Jaguars and if it is a little early then please indulge me because we're going to go through this and I'm going to tell you right now there's no reason that if Trevor Lawrence stays healthy the Jaguars should not win 11 games next year based on their opponents and you basically break this down into three categories your hard games your decent games and your easy games let's going to start with the hard games home against Cincinnati at Buffalo home against the Chiefs home against the 49ers. Frank, I've got that one and three. Okay. One and three, you need to get one of those four to get to 11. You've got decent games. I think you got five decent games in terms of difficulty. Four of them are on the road at Pittsburgh, at Cleveland, at the Titans, home against the Ravens, and at the Saints. You need to go three and two in those five games, which I think is, is not asking for the moon. Your easy games, because of the schedule of how poor the division is and the NFC South, I think they have eight games that, look, no game in the NFL is easy. I get that. But in terms of looking at this, eight very winnable games at Houston, at Indy, home against Houston, home against Indy, home against Tennessee, home against Atlanta, home against Carolina, and at Tampa Bay, seven and one in those eight games. So if you go one and three in your hard games, three and two in your decent games, and seven and one in your hard, in your easy games, that gets you to eleven and six. And
1: that's probably the kind of uh, whether it breaks out exactly like that or not. This team, and again, by the way, one thing about the NFL, it changes so often that the NFL team next year is always different than the NFL team last year. It's the way it goes. But having said that, I will tell you that realistically, Hayes, the. This team versus that schedule should win 10 or 11 games. I I, I think I'd be surprised and disappointed if they don't. See, when when the schedule first came out, not when the schedule first came out, when the opponents became clear uh, when the season ended, people panicked because of the first-place schedule, because of how good the Chiefs are and the Bengals are and the 49ers are and the people worried about how good the opponents are. What they lost sight of is there's 10 games against a struggling division. Six against the AFC South, four against the NFC South. Now that could change. the The league changes, man. You can be something totally different tomorrow than you are today. But that's nonetheless, at least for today, that's a lot of games against the against struggling teams. I mean, the NFC was, the AFC was, AFC South wasn't very good. NFC South was worse. So, so I, I yeah, I've got to believe, barring something funky, they'll be favored in a lot of those games. Now, the one thing we talked about the whole time, we, we've all talked about. It's a different world, as we all know. It's a different world when the expectations are there and your whole team. I mean, it's a different world. But, no, I, I agree with you. I think the schedule sets up pretty well, so we'll see what winds up happening. Pitching change, by the way, here is, uh, again, we, is the Providence Bats with one out in the top half of the fifth, leading Bishop Snyder 3-2 to two, uh, in this game. Tomorrow is February 15th, Pitchers and catchers report. One month from tomorrow is March 15th. You know what's coming back, Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. How good yeah, is that? That's great. I mean, Ted Lasso is back. That is that is great stuff. So we are we are excited about that. I mean, I'm like real excited about that. Are you kidding me? Ted Lasso is back. Did you
0: see the uh, preview today?
1: No, my wife did, and she's losing her mind. It's she's so great. excited.
0: Yeah, you're you're gonna really was that a enjoy tra- it a trailer like a true trailer? It's not really a true. No, it's more it's more of a teaser, I would say. But it's a it's a good minute and a half, and it'll it'll get you fired up. So March fifteenth, big day. We've got big the start day. of the new league year. So we'll see uh, if the Jaguars make any moves on that first day, uh, and then in, you know at night we'll uh, we'll have Ted Lasso. Big day, big day.
1: The uh, you know one or two a little bit about this is uh, how how much shelf life is there on Ted Lasso. This is I think the last season. Three years, right? Yeah, I think it's going to be because you years. almost what made Ted Lasso so great is how just wonderfully joyful, how happy he is, and how he he. There's always – he's always glasses half full. But because that never changes, at some point you're out of storylines. Yeah. Right? Because he – I mean, even though all the characters are great, at some point you're going to run out of story. I, I love the characters.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's great. It's a great ensemble. And uh, it, it's, it's going to be really interesting to see where they take it this season now that he's going up against Nate as, a, uh, as an arch enemy. Yeah, I don't like Nate as a bad guy.
1: Yeah. I, 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 my, my prediction is Nate becomes a good guy. In the end. Yeah, you nice. agree?
0: That's that's that would not uh, that would not surprise Nate, me.
1: Nate. Before it's over, Nate will come back to being a good guy. Yeah. Nate, Nate will see the error of his ways, and he'll come back to being a good guy. That's that's my prediction. That's that's my bold prediction for you that Nate winds up as a good guy. So I, I I'd we'll, love to see it. We'll see. We're live here at San Susie. doing remind you tomorrow, by the way, back to um, Island Wing Company at Bartram. Uh, park we're looking forward to that and then the auto show the uh international auto show we've not done a live show from there so I'm looking forward to that that is on Thursday and then right back here out of the ballpark on um on Friday you know I thought about it. there's a lot of travel shows we obviously do shows from JU next week we're on the road at Island Wing next week um after that we're in the we're in Indianapolis for 3 days Hayes at the Combine Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday we'll be there our friend Kevin Kaplan will stop by we expect to have Doug Peterson and Trent Balky as well, uh plus an assortment of other guests play by play voices from a lot of the other teams. A lot of folks will be there the week after that's the players so if you think about it, there's a uh baseball or i mean football or no football there's not a lot of a not a lot of downtime around here is there
0: there is not, and that's uh that's how we love it and you know again, we're at u n f and j u uh a lot this time of year, uh which we always enjoy so uh yeah it's it's great being out and about and uh Got some, uh, some great baseball going on here.
1: Yeah, we absolutely do. 4-2 to two now. Providence has taken a 4-2 to two lead. Here's our friend uh, Brooks Hicken back to the plate again for his third plate appearance. So since you know Dan in the morning, we're going to say before we go to break, we'll take you through, or before we say hello to uh, the ladies from Helmets and Heels, we'll take you through um, an at-bat from Brooks Hicken. Brooks has seen two pitches, by the way. He doubled on the first one, and he got hit in the foot by the second one. So this is the uh, third plate appearance for our friend Brooks Hicken, who stands in here. In a 4-2 to two game. Ooh, That's a wild. ball in the dirt. That'll yeah. score a run, a wild pitch. And it is now 5-2. to two. And this could be an, an inning that uh, Providence breaks it open. We will see. 5-2 to two now. The uh, Stallions lead it over Bishop Snyder in the uh, top half of the fifth inning. The game started at, uh, at uh, 4 o'clock. Uh, the nightcap tonight will be a good one. Trinity Christian just walked in. We saw them stop by or walk by a moment ago. Fletcher also will... Uh, be in this game in a moment as well so uh to the belt and the pitch a little nubber towards shortstop they will throw him out at first and hold the runner the infield was in that one went off the end of the bat so finally the first time our friend brooks hicken has been retired with all that let's say hello to taylor doll Now, The 2-Minute Drill, brought to you by Tire Outlet, keeping 1010XL on track with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. Taylor, we should have had you out here watching some baseball, shouldn't we?
8: I was just about to say I'm a little jealous because this whole last few hours I kept hearing like that clink of the metal yeah, bats yeah, out yeah, there yeah. And, I'm, right, right, right. and I'm sitting in my office, so it's a little yeah. different.
1: You know what? I didn't even think I should have asked Steve about that. I should have said, why don't we bring the, the ladies out here too on a beautiful night to watch baseball because I know you all love baseball, so that much is, that much is, how you doing? You doing all right?
8: Yeah. Yeah, I'm great. Uh, just keeping it busy here obviously and we're in the full swing of off season when it comes to football now so that's when things i think start getting a little crazy
1: so for, for you as a sports fan all right mm-hmm. cubs haven't started yet uh the bears have the first pick so we know how that went mm-hmm. the uh how, are you blackhawks are you notre dame basketball are you the bulls what do you follow what, what do you do what do you watch now
8: yeah this this in between time for me it kind of depends like obviously i am a i'm a Big Blackhawks fan also, but they are terrible right now. Absolutely terrible. Um, and then, so honestly, the most I've probably watched of one of my other teams is the Bulls, which I'm not even a big basketball person, but right. they've kind of been up and down this season. And there's a few players that I really like on the Bulls. But that, that lasts about a month or so for me. And then as soon as baseball starts, it's all baseball. All
1: right, all right let me – then I'm going to ask you a question we asked earlier in the show, okay? Mm-hmm. You got to answer this. If all of a sudden – you were told that for one month you couldn't watch any sports on TV. Okay? Mm-hmm. One month. Which month would you pick to give up?
8: Oh. Um, let me think. So, okay. dang. One, one full month. That's hard. It's supposed I, to be hard. I it know. is hard. I feel like I would have to go with July. Okay. Um, Just because, obviously, like, Hockey's over, basketball's over. It's right before football gets back started. Baseball's going, but there's like the all-star break during that time, so there's like a okay. week of it where you're not really fully paying attention, mm-hmm. anyways. Um, so okay. for me, because I, I love football so much that I don't want to pick a month with football, uh, but obviously with the other most of the other months, you also either have hockey or baseball going on. So I would, I think I'd have to go July.
1: So you, so so. Also, Hayes I can be out by the pool drinking to the club. Yeah. <laughs> 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 she said she could be by the pool drinking. Good call. <laughs> so, so good. now Hayes and Lauren both said the same thing you said, but so you'd give up a month worth of uh, worth of Cubs games for the Super Bowl. Cause, see, I gave up February. Okay. All right? Now, now I know by giving up February, I'm missing the Super Bowl. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it's the only thing I care about in February. All right. So I'm willing to sacrifice the Super Bowl unless the Jags are in it, obviously. But I'm mm-hmm. talking about just generally speaking. Well, maybe. To team
8: what if that's the year you decided to do that? Well, then I then I'd go
1: back <laughs> on it. Okay, you know what? Then I'd go back on it and get arrested if I had to. But, but I would give up the I would give up the if it was me I would give up the Super Bowl. Yeah, I would, would you, give up. The, would you, I'd give up the Super Bowl for a month of baseball. It's you funny. Know.
8: It's funny, Frank, because that the first month that popped in my head instantly was February, and then right as I was about to say the word February, I was like. Man, like even if my team's not in the Super Bowl, it's just such a it's a, such a big moment in, right. in the NFL world that I don't know if I would choose that month. But it would definitely be between those two. But I think I, I'd lean July. I think.
1: All right, what's coming up tonight? What are we doing?
8: Uh, Well, we are going to talk a little bit more Players Championship. Miranda's coming in to talk about maybe some of the new things that are happening in the tournament because now we are three weeks away, so it'll be here before we know it. Obviously, recap the Super Bowl a little bit. We're also going to get into some players that we are looking forward to hearing more about during the Combine. Um, so that'll be fun because, obviously, as you mentioned earlier, being a Bears fan, I've been in draft talk since about November. So um, <laughs> I, I've, I'm maybe a little more versed on some of the guys than they are right now. But we'll go through that list. So it'll be fun. A lot of football nice, still. Fun. Thanks, Taylor. Thank you. All
1: right. Uh, that'll do it for our program. We sure have had fun coming out here to San Susi Baseball Park. 6-2 to two now. The Stallions starting to break this one open over Bishop Snyder. Snyder now at the plate, but it's 6-2 to two is the Cardinals bat in the bottom half of the fifth inning. Don't go anywhere. The ladies from Helmets and Heels are up right now. Lauren, Taylor, and Mia have it for you. We're out of here. For Hayes, Lauren, and Gibby, and JJ, thank you for filling in for the last hour. I'm Frank Franchi. So long.